0: Hey, Moon Goons. For the last few weeks, I've been teasing a very special episode, a interview with a surprise guest. Well, here it is. I can now reveal it. Our guest for this interview is none other than horrible horror Hall of Famer, Julin. That's right. We are super excited about this interview. It was a blast to record. She was super awesome. Really fun girl. We talked about all the movies she's been in that we feature on the show, Sweatshop, Spirit Camp, and Knuckle Bones, as well as how she got started in the business. She's told us stories from various aspects of her life, as well as uh, talking about her startup company, start production company, Fox Force, which is a really interesting thing that I highly suggest all of you look into and try to get behind. But I hope you enjoy it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our interview with Horrible Horror Hall of Famer, Julin.
1: Horrible horror,
2: so bad and scary. Splitting up is never okay. Ply, who needs it, don't turn.
0: Welcome, welcome to Horrible Horror, everybody, uh, the podcast where we listen to, or listen, you're listening, we watch the worst of the worst horror movies, movies so bad, they're scary. Today is a very special episode, uh, we'll call it a bonus episode, if you will. We are here with actress, entrepreneur, if you will, talented, beautiful scream queen, Julian is joining us for a very special interview today. Uh, we are super excited about this. We're a big fan of hers and some of her movies she's been in. So for her to take the time out of her day to sit down and do, with us, do this with us is Awesome! We're super, super excited. I know I'm going to say that a lot during this interview. Uh, Thank but, you, Julian. Yeah, Aaron. you welcome. And there's Julian, everybody. So there she is. Hey,
3: hey and everybody! Thanks, thanks for having me.
0: We are recording this um on video, so I got to try to remember that, so I'm not doing stupid stuff with my hands all the time. So you should be able to watch this on YouTube eventually as well. Uh, if you don't, yeah, we have, we have faces
2: it. for podcasts. We don't have faces. Yeah,
0: we are definitely a, an audio formatted. Uh, <laughs> people but anyway let's uh i'm so excited let's just jump into this um we kind of uh now you we sent you a list of the questions ahead of time so you kind of know where we're going with this um and we'll come with stuff on the fly as we as we go along but we'll start off some the, the basic general stuff so people can kind of get to know you who don't really aren't familiar with you or have seen the movies that we've done on the show um i guess we'll get that out. let's get that out right the movies we have featured on the show that julian has starred in or been in well Started way back in episode number four with Sweatshop yeah. it was the very first, our first introduction to uh, Julian, uh, And then, I've, I'm not going to get all the episodes right. I just remember that one. But uh, then we started again on uh, Spirit Camp. And then we saw our, uh, for a third time on Knuckle Bones, which um, we'll probably talk about that more later, but I'll say it right now. Knuckle Bones turned out to be one of our all-time favorite movies that we feature on the show and actually came in like our top. Five, was it top four or five for the year uh for that year of, of movies we did top four yeah top four it, it, it did not make it into our horrible horror march madness tournament of awfulness uh, it actually was too good <laughs> to be in that so we decided to uh make a top five list and it came in at like number three or four of that year so we're big fans of that so <laughs>
3: that's awesome
0: yes uh actually love that movie and we're gonna talk a bunch about more about that so but first of all let's just get started with like the basic stuff um you're an actor you got into acting so but when, how old were you when you first got the um, you know the acting bug or you said hey this is what I want to pursue as a career and what eventually led you to actually try to pursue or well actually you did you were successful but what led you down that road
3: okay well i' I'll, I'll jump around a little bit so when I was a senior in high school um, something well when I was a junior in high school I went to a different high school and um, we had like eight credits And I was a a tennis player. I was number one varsity tennis player all four years of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, So I moved to a better high school to kind of to to play like better tennis. But I moved back to my old high school just for the last year. So I could uh, be with my friends and graduate with them and etc. So I had an extra elective because I went to the school that had eight classes. And I went now my other school had six like credits or um courses. So I was able to go to theater, which I've always wanted to try. So because when I was like five years old, I was in dance. I am the baby of my family. So I love being entertaining. I love making jokes, uh dancing, singing, like I love singing like Mariah Carey. So yeah. and then <laughs> when when I was eight, um, I would take my dad's VHS camera and start making little shows with my dolls, like editing in camera, making a little show. And then when I got older, I would, you know, go with my friends. Like I remember, I was doing like a travel video in our backyard. You know, I was in <laughs> I was in Paris. Right. You know, <laughs> so I had always wanted to. I always loved movies, uh, music. You know, dance. I wasn't that good at dancing, but, um, so finally, you know, senior in high school, I have an extra elective. So I took theater. And right away I was like number one student in my theater class. I, I just had like a blast. And my theater teacher told me, um, I think his name's Mr. Poland, but he said, you should get an acting agent in Houston. And I'm like, what, what is that? <laughs> um, and so he took us on like a field trip to meet the acting agent. And I remember I was like so excited. I went, I bought a new outfit. I had like a red shirt, white pants, and heels and everything. And like I was like, okay, I'm gonna be an acting agent. Like I'm gonna <laughs> meet this person. And uh, it was called actors, etc. And she told me right away, right away, she's like, never wear red. Never wear white.
1: Ah, like, oh, you know.
3: And uh, I had gotten headshots taken like at at the mall, and this is not where you go get headshots. But I had no idea how to put your name on the bottom of a headshot, so I printed my name, cut it out, took the photo, did a. Photo scan, copy, and then that copy had my name. You know, I had no idea how they did it, but that was my headshot.
2: I mean, that sounds—that sounds sounds like your style, though. You're making guerrilla films in your backyard. You're gonna like, hey, I'm gonna make this work no matter what.
0: So
1: yeah, I hope. Did
0: you go to glamour shots for your headshot? Was that still a thing when you were in high school? I don't know. Maybe I'm dating myself too much, but God, that would have been hilarious if you went to glamour shots for your headshot. It
3: was it was like a glamour shot, but like glamour shot was like way, way out of my budget, you know? So I had to go with like the guy that did photos of the babies, okay. you know, he did my photos. So, like so bad. I, I do probably have a copy somewhere, but it was, it was so bad. So my agent said like, um, you need to get your professional headshots and they're like $400. I was like, okay. And then she's like, you have to go to these classes um, because, you know, you have no idea about auditions and everything. So I was like, OK. So I like right at 18, <clears throat> sorry, I started going to classes and I got an agent. I got headshots. And these were like black and white headshots back in the day. Right, and nice. I never I never got a job like for
1: two <laughs> years. <laughs>
2: hey it, it you know it takes time to ripen on the vine that's the so grind maybe, though right yeah. that's the grind <laughs> yeah so so you, you made it into acting so i'm just kind of curious when did you change your name to julian
0: yeah that's my next question name. yeah and you went the madonna route and, and did the julian thing and i get yeah, i really hope that I was in high school and before you even got into acting you were just like you know what this is my thing this is gonna be my thing in high school i'm just julian now because you were <laughs> born jennifer jean I'm probably gonna butcher the last name, but is it Gu- Gulin? Could could be Julin. It's, it could
3: be Julin too. Gulin. So Gulin. Gulin. It's okay. a, a a Swedish Swedish last name. Cool. Um, but when my grandparents came from Sweden, they spelled it wrong as well. So I'm the only. Well, we say Gulin now, so you could say Gulin. We're the only like Gulen. If there there's nobody else with my last name, unless they're related to me or oh, married cool. to somebody related. So it's kind of cool. Um, so, okay, so I got into acting, right? So right. I'm 18, I'm in acting. Uh, it was not in high school, I only played tennis <laughs> like in high school, like that's all I did pretty much. So, um, but I I was modeling too, because um, this girl, she told me, she's like, you know, I, I made $13 an hour for handing out gum. I was like, what? <laughs> You know, this was like a lot of money at the time. I was like $13 an hour for handing out gum, like for big red or whatever. I was like, I want to do that. She's like, oh, you totally can. I'll I'll introduce you to the modeling agent and blah, blah, blah. I was like, Okay, okay. So I had like, uh, oh, it was like promotional modeling. So I had a a modeling agent and uh, people would hire you for their company to help them like network or talk at conventions. And you work at like a booth, you know, you're like a booth babe or something. Right. And um, so I had a meeting with this guy at a at a Starbucks and it was for his company, whatever it was. And we were just talking and he's like, yeah, I'm in a band. I was like, oh, you're in a band. That's so cool. You know, <laughs> I was like, I always wanted to sing. Like I was thinking Mariah Carey, like from when I was eight. You know, I would love to like sing in a band, you know? He's like, well, well, you know, let me hear you sing. I'm like, all right, I just sang right there in the Starbucks. And uh, he's like, well, you know, we're looking for another singer for our band. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) me, you know? I want to audition. And um, I wasn't right for their band, but from them, I met a producer, his name's Ken, and we made an album together and he's like, okay, so wh- what are we going to call the album, you know, like, and everything. And I was like, I don't know, you know, and he's like, let's come up with like a nickname and stuff. And I was like, okay. And it was like a bunch of terrible nicknames. And then he's like, what about Julin? That's like taking some from your first name and then from your last name. And I was like, okay, that's how- awesome. <laughs> you know, I'll be Julin.
1: Do you then,
2: do you remember do you remember any of the awful names?
3: It was something like Ivory Keys <laughs> or something, like we're trying to do like Alicia Keys.
2: That makes you know, me key and Iron Wayne's.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it was like something like that. I was like, oh, this is not working. This just doesn't feel right. But okay, so then, you know, I told you it took me a couple years for acting, right? So right. I, I'm in the band, I made them songs. Then I start getting all these acting jobs. Like they're like, uh, yeah. I got spirit camp and stuff. So I was like having a, I was in a band and then doing the acting. And so I was like, well, crap, I don't want to like be changing my name again, you know? Right. So I was like, I'll just go by Julin. And then more acting jobs came, you know? And I was like, well, I don't want to be the one name person. <laughs> so I just, I used my middle name. So I was like, you know, it could be Julin Jean you know? Right. But I, I feel like I could have just rocked the one name. You, you needed you know? to rock yeah. the one
0: name. I, it, it makes you stand out unique, like Julin. Like, yeah, like, that's, that's it. That's it. You need, a, to, rock, you need like, to rock the one name. Yeah. But I know. I feel good. like
3: I should go back. Like, I was happy that on my IMDb, it, it just says Julin, because that was, like, <laughs> my first like, that's it. But it's Julin, Julen Jean, and then some people call me Julen Jeannie. <laughs> like, huh. I'm like, whatever, because, like, my email, uh, I'm so bad with emails and stuff. So I forgot my email, Julenjean at Gmail. I can't log in. I hate it so frustrating. So then I made it Julenjean at Gmail. And then they're like, oh, your name's Julenjean. I'm like, whatever you want to call me inside.
0: <laughs> well, you mentioned IMDb. So and that's really, I was actually leading to my next question because you were talking about how you get into acting. And according to IMDb, your first acting credit is sexual harassment, Workplace issues. Um, so t- please tell me, is that one of those like horrible, like HR training videos keep, companies make you watch and you were just like some like office, you were like, oh no, you touched my behind or something like that. I, I, was it one of those most terrible videos?
3: <laughs> yes, 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 it was. That makes me so and happy was. for
0: some reason. I don't know why.
3: <laughs> and, and and I got paid. So there like you go. <laughs> professional, you know? Hey, there you go. It, and we used my mom's office as <laughs> a location um and i wasn't the one nobody touched my bum or whatever but i was the sexual harasser
0: oh ah. you, you flipped the script so you're like woman, it goes both to, ways
3: to a woman
0: oh, i said oh
3: i said okay sweetie honey you know that sexual <laughs> harassment if a woman calls another woman sweetie and honey it's a wow. uh, sex, sexual
1: harassment
3: against
0: the <laughs> law. So, yeah, Yeah, okay. but you know, whatever Thanks. <laughs> but no, I, I just I saw like I that I don't know why that made me so happy that that's that's even that and the fact that that's, that's even listed on IMDb kind of cracks me up too. Like who's going to see oh, that?
3: <laughs> I have a I have another story with that one. So, um that was my first kind of introduction introduction to the Houston acting world. Um And I met this girl, Ashley, who I harassed. And she was actually my makeup artist and stuff for Sweatshop.
0: Oh, because we're going to talk about that. Because that's one thing I wanted to talk about when we get to Sweatshop. So that's cool that you actually met her. I mean, that's kind of serendipitous right there, if you will. Like, you met her that early and then you would go on later. Well,
3: yeah, it's a very small community, too. But, yeah, I would love to talk about Sweatshop and um, my audition process, too. Yes,
0: we are coming to those. (laughs) Um, But let's go. That's dip our fo- toes into the horror movie then. So um, growing up, what was the first horror movie that you ever saw? Like, do you remember having your first experience with a horror movie as a kid or, or whenever it was? Yeah. What's
2: one of your first earliest memories of a horror movie?
3: Um, uh, Watching a Chucky with my um, cousin. Uh, I went to my cousin's house and we're having like a slumber party and he's um, He's a, he's a crazy kid or whatever. And he's like, let's watch a scary movie. And I'm like, what? And um, his mom made us like uh, like peanut butter chocolate balls. Like you take peanut butter and then you dip chocolate, you put it in the freezer. And like, we were like, you know, eating snacks and like watching Chucky. And I was like, ah, this is. <laughs> I mean, it was fun, but it, it, it was scary, <laughs> you know?
2: Do you have so- a favorite? Do you have a favorite horror movie?
3: uh um see i like psychological thrillers those are my favorite i don't know if that totally counts but i love i think so it can i love american psycho um the hole with christina Ritchie, i think no no thora birch the hole with thora birch and um see i wrote some down but it's like american psychos that's a
1: yeah, great
0: movie yeah. i mean that is it is a great movie i will say that i would
2: definitely call i could, I could call american psycho a horror movie absolutely and if you've read the book by preston ellis it's even darker yeah,
0: Holy the book cow. is a whole nother that's, that's i haven't read the book
2: but uh,
3: i am going to now
2: that's <laughs> one of the only books that when i was reading i'd read a chapter and be like i need to stop i'm really disturbed by what i just read i can't read anymore i need to put this down for a while and like Two days later, I'm like, okay, pump myself back <laughs> Just up. Like and back I up for it. it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
0: That's awesome.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, so then, on the opposite, then what's the, what's the worst horror movie you remember seeing? Do you have one of those that sticks out in your head? That. Uh,
3: leprechaun. <laughs> the
0: original Leprechaun with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so stupid,
1: and
3: that Leprechaun <laughs> yeah. is so annoying and he's ugly and yeah <laughs> I just like hated him and it just it wasn't fun for me to watch it was like no. more annoying like Chucky's a little cute you know he makes funny jokes you know but like leprechaun is just like yeah
1: yeah <laughs> I, I don't blame it like we,
0: we, we've we done leprechaun <laughs> on the show we did on our, our obviously around St. Patrick's Day years ago and I yeah. kind of I kind of remember mirroring the same thing you did like I just didn't I think I called it fish, your baby's first horror movie. Is like Fisher-Price horror. It just wasn't quite there in, in respects to that. Um, but yeah, I kind of yeah, agree it, with you on it, the it, leprechaun front.
2: I, I well, we've, we've obviously done a lot of leprechaun movies Wild here. A lot of leprechauns. But we also have our guilty pleasure horror movies. I mean, it sounds like you kind of have a little bit of love for that movie. A little bit, too, even though you kind of think it's stupid. <laughs> but is to <laughs> have one that's like a guilty pleasure horror movie?
3: I like a, a
1: Jaws job
0: well that's yeah. a great one i don't know if i but call it a classic yeah, yeah I, guilty players i'm like you know it's bad but there's something about that you like it anyway even though you know it's a bad movie i mean jaws oh, is a considered all, a classic. all
3: of mine all of mine all right i'll accept
0: it <laughs> <laughs> there you go that, that works you have a sense of humor about it so that's awesome uh, <laughs> um Eric, uh, I think you you want you want the next one yeah yeah it Go was ahead.
2: just uh you know we talked about the horror movies and especially the ones that you love now kind of going on that you've been a good nice handful of horror movies I mean um what, what was like your favorite like which which character that you like and which was your favorite death scene what was what death scene did you like the most because you've been killed a few times so which way did you like getting killed the most
3: oh okay well the only the only thing that let me see. Well, uh, because sometimes when you have like a death scene, it's like very annoying. It's long hours and it, it like sucks. So the, the, the experience isn't that good. Um, but when I did Spirit Camp, and I know it's probably like the lamest death scene, but it was so funny. We had so much fun on set that that's why I remember it and I like it the most because um, I get stabbed and I was like, wait, like how do I die? Like I've never died before. And this is my <laughs> first acting job. And they're like, well, yeah, like you would, you know, you have to act. And I'm like, how do you, how do you act like you're dying? Like, I just couldn't do it. And so I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And it was just like a running joke of like the whole, like. <laughs> like after the film came out like oh Rachel does oh like
0: <laughs>
3: so so I have the best memory of that one
0: so it kind of like, like oh go ahead sorry
3: my my worst death scene and well you guys didn't watch or review the movie or anything but have you seen the final uh
0: I have I think I've seen it a long time ago and I started watching it for the interview like a oh. Like last week, to probably watch for this interview, but I never was able to finish it because, well, daddy duty. But no, I didn't get to your death scene in that one. But yeah. Well,
3: to- that was like the worst, worst, worst death scene because uh, they had like a gag in my mouth and they didn't, it was very bad production. I will just say that because they, I do producing now. And number one thing is safety. Um, I couldn't breathe, literally um. couldn't breathe. So they had a code word. They say, you know, we have a code word, you know, if you can't, if something happens or a signal or whatever, I was like, thank God they have that. But I had a gag in my mouth, so I couldn't hardly breathe. And then she put shaving cream on my nose.
1: Oh, So I couldn't
3: breathe, like literally couldn't breathe. And um, I got uh, like tapped out or whatever. But I was like, you guys are idiots. (laughs) <laughs> like idiots you know <laughs> like so while would, shooting your while shooting
2: you... your death scene they almost kill you
3: yes so like that was the worst 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 death scene and experience too
2: that and sounds I just, familiar I just... we 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 interviewed uh, glenn ennis he would did the stunts he was one of the jason borhees and Freddy vs. jason and there was a scene where he got thrown into a lake but the water got pushed up into his mask and he couldn't breathe and he was freaking out and everyone's like just calm down but he couldn't communicate <laughs> he was literally drowning at the time yeah yeah,
3: yeah it's it's that i mean people need to think about that stuff
0: so that yeah. kind of so you kind of ended and answered the next question because it was going to be what was your favorite horror movie to film well sort of what's been your favorite horror m- movie to film or that had the best onset experience, you know, like bonding with or befriending the cast members. And then the worst experience might, I guess you might say what may have been the final, unless there was something sure worse. Like no, no,
3: I, I have more, more answers for okay. th- these
1: questions.
3: <laughs> so, well, I have to say, well, spirit camp and knuckle bones were like such a good onset experience. Um, but I'll just go with uh, spirit camp for this question. Um, so remember i told you guys like i like to carry around the video camera and make sketches and everything right so we we did that uh as spirit camp as our characters so i have all the sketches that we did like from back in the day and i was like maybe i should release them like, yes. on, like, YouTube. Or you something. definitely
0: need to release those uh i would love to watch that uh that we be- <laughs> we
3: had just Such a blast. We were so high energy, like actresses, you know, just starting out like, oh, we're going to make this awesome film. We're, you know, we had just such a great time. And the funny thing is, um, the director, Carrie, he was like, oh, it's an 80s slasher flick. So I was like, okay, 80s, like we're in the 80s, right? So I like had my hair like 80s style I had socks that were 80s style. He's like, no, 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 no. It's present day. It's just 80s genre. I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I just had no idea what he was talking about. You know, I I like literally came from just like playing tennis. Like I was, I was number one tennis player in Texas for a while. So I was on the tennis court like four, six hours a day at a time. So I was not in the entertainment world, scary movie world at all. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: Yeah, the horror world is very, you know, they have many subtle niches within it as well, you know, so if you talk to a horror fan, you say, oh, 80s slasher style, they'll know exactly what you're talking about, but really, you have to be involved in that community for a while before you get to know the lingo and pick it up, so if you're coming off the tennis court, and they're like, oh, it's 80s slasher style, you're like, 80s, got it, big hair, (laughs) pump, you know, socks.
3: I was like, hoop earrings, you know, I was like, oh, 80s. (laughs) leg like warmers
0: awesome. on you It's a lot of neon there you go I,
3: exactly so we um we filmed it at a lake houston and so we got to have like our own cabin so it was like we were camping so it was like and we had like awesome catering it was like such a really fun experience and i met you know, there's just all girls in the cast pretty much so we like ah became super close and it it was always and we, and we stayed up late we did s'mores and like scary you know
2: scary stories
3: uh, scary stories like the future readings like what is it called when you tell somebody's future or tarot cards
0: like a tarot card reading yeah. reading yeah tarot, reading,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah so, some girl was like doing all of that and stuff and it, it was hilarious and then and then the worst one was, was uh, Boggy Creek, and I know y'all had a, a, a question about that one too. Yeah. So um, basically when I got cast in Boggy Creek, uh, and, and this is still like a longer story, so me and Denise had this running gag of like, how many things can we be in together? We want to make like a drinking game out of this, right? So like (laughs) you're getting pretty good at that. Anything I was in, I wanted her to be in, you know. Anything she was in, like I was in, you know. We just really went for this, and so we both got got in Boggy Creek, and um, her role was better than mine. I had like they're like, okay, you're gonna play uh, a K, this guy's wife. I was like, okay, that sounds whatever. Like, I don't even know if I read for the part. They just, like, asked me to do it. I was like, okay. And then I was like, so what with the uh, uh, wardrobe and stuff? And my agent goes, oh, uh, I'll tell you when you get there. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I guess they have wardrobe there because all the films I have, they have wardrobe for everybody. And so I get there, and they're like, "You're not gonna wear a wardrobe." And I was like, uh, uh, "Excuse me, uh, you know, you know, I don't do uh, nudity or anything. You, like, you know, oh, oh mm. what? Oh, oh, you don't? You know, they're trying to like be skeezy about it. The director ha- had done like porn before, and now he would do scary movies. And I was like, "Dude, like, I don't do that. So, like, what are you talking about? Like." I guess I'll do implied, you know, like so. I wore like a nude-colored coverings, you know. But um, I thought that was just terrible. How they like? They should have had a conversation with me before. Yeah. And if yeah. and if me and Denise didn't have this running gag, I would have pulled out. But I was like, damn it, you know, <laughs> we have this gag. I was like, and I drove eight hours or something to be there. Wow. Yeah. So like. They didn't tell me until I got there. Yeah,
2: that's that's a theme we've heard before in some of our past interviews, and that's really unfortunate. I hope that, you know, the current era, you know, I mean, it, it seems like a lot of people are becoming more attuned to, you know, I mean, kind of like the Me Too thing as an example of just, you, you gotta tell people up front what they're doing you can't just slip yeah. in hey by the way you're gonna show your boobs you know that's that's not cool so <laughs> is that is
3: that okay with you like, right okay. right no no it's not actually like i you know this is a <laughs> different thing you know yeah, i mean if,
2: if if you're gonna do it tell them up front you know why why are you doing this you know cloak and dagger bs it's just so sleazy yeah it is and
3: that's exactly how i felt and that's just like why i just do, i just don't associate a lot of people like I'm friends with directors, friends with, but this I'm like, nope, no thank yeah. you. So,
0: all right, uh, well, i actually pretty much covered all my questions I had for Bogey Creek later. Uh, like the fact that they, you know, <laughs> how they pitching you to be you're gonna be naked, you, like, they didn't I even think tell it's you, Foggy Creek. <laughs> Creek, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Um, so they didn't <laughs> even tell you, and uh, that's that's crazy. Um it what's... is. and and it's
3: like that it's like they tried to get like the wardrobe girl to like coach, coach you into this. Like mm. if I hadn't been such a strong person, athlete, whatever, like I you know, like maybe could have been convinced or something, but I feel like it's very important for women to have strong opinions and and be you know, just strong in who they are. And say like no,
0: no, bro, not okay. Right, you right. Know? And that's a great answer, and we're gonna touch on that some more later. Because I definitely want to uh, get your opinion some more on, on that subject. Um, but just uh, talking about like you said in uh, Boggy Creek, um, you didn't really, you just kind of pitched you and they said you want to do it or something. But what's been your process like for a process? But what's the auditioning process like for the, especially on the indie scene? Like, do you are you often? How much of it is, are you auditioning? And like you said, people just come to you and say, hey, do you want to do this?
3: Um, well, it varies. So when I when I first started um, the audition for indie film versus a, a bigger budget film, um, you go straight to the director, like for the first audition. For the bigger budget, you go straight to the casting director. Um, so, so you get to meet the director right away, like with sweatshop. Um, he actually came to my agency um, and, you know, I was still very new at that time. So he came to my agency and he asked me to, um, it was a better agent just saying than the one that told me the red didn't work. I had already upgraded <laughs> to, to the best agent in, in Texas. So I already upgraded at that point. So he went to the best agent, you know. And I was like, that's cool. And he's doing a film. And I was like, well, that's cool. And he asked me to prepare a monologue uh, for the audition. So I was like, okay. And and you guys already know I like American Psycho. So I, I did that movie. I think it's, is it called, it's with Ellen Page. And she like cuts off this dude's like balls, hard candy. Yeah, I say it's candy. It's like
0: hard candy or candy, something like that. Yeah. Candy. Yeah, I know. What yeah.
3: So I do that monologue. And I think I like juggle the ball <laughs> or
0: something.
3: <laughs> and he Best loved choice. it. <laughs> but I hadn't I had not read Sweatshop's script. I had no idea what it was about. I had no idea who he was. But I was just like, I just want to play like this crazy psycho girl kind of character. And I, I thought the monologue was really cool. So I did it and he loved it. And he cast at me that way. With Spirit Camp. Uh, we went to uh, Carrie Byers Loft, he was a, a very well known um, headshot photographer in town. He did all the uh, beauty queens and all the actors and everything, so he had like a good reputation. Again, he he called my agent, and um, so we had like a sign in process. And and this is when like I, I literally could not get any acting jobs, I was like, I just like suck as an
1: actress you know like
3: I I have no idea what I'm doing and and whatever so I really had to think and like I was like okay what can I do to like get the part you know I really want just one freaking role and so I I literally ninja kicked into the audition (laughs) literally I was like you know what fuck it I'll just do a ninja kick that's how I'll start the audition, and and I got. Oh, that's for sure.
1: I got, sure. That's I got the
3: part. I was like, <laughs> yes. But we had callbacks and everything, and then we had casting readings with the other girls, and he um he would put us together. So so that was cool. But nice. just the the difference is um you go straight to the director versus going through like a. Uh, sending in a tape and then a, a casting director and then you meet the director. I'm always kind so, of
0: fascinated by the casting process of movies, whether big or small, just because my background is in theater too. Um um I was a more uh technical theater with uh an emphasis in directing myself. So I did a lot of uh stage plays, a lot of directing for that. And some of my honestly some of my favorite parts of the process was the, the casting process. I just loved getting seeing everybody come up and reading and pairing them together and Doing all that, so I, I just for some reason I'm always really intrigued by the casting process for it, for every, everything out there. Um, so, do you start I, ninja kicking it, and every audition now, do you just ninja kick your way through things because it worked for you the first time? um Anymore? well
3: a- after it worked for that one um, yeah you don't you don't
2: want to wear it out marshall you don't want to well, i mean it,
0: it, i get that but you never know sometimes like if, if it works you know why, why don't until it doesn't you might as well keep doing it until it doesn't work oh, you know? well, I, love, well, I
2: love. if julian got offered a role as like a, a like a sweet motherly type and all of a sudden
0: <laughs> she's like
1: ninja kick, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> like i say it draws attention it makes them remember you you know of all the people that you know seeing hundreds of people depending on how big shows that that makes it stick out <laughs> your mind any little edge helps and it worked yeah obviously it worked for spirit camp um uh, so that's yeah. awesome well
3: well i'll tell you i do have an audition trick that i learned uh i don't know if you know the famous actor robert mitchum but i took classes from his son bentley mitchum and i think he made a terrible scary film as well but um So he taught me, um, you go in and you look the person right in the eyes, and you think, um, you think the craziest thought that you can with that person and that, that kind of captures them into your aura, you know, and you shake their hand a certain way. You walk out the door a certain way and you have to be just very confident. Um, yeah. So I went and I auditioned for that movie with uh, Chris Evans. It's called uh, Puncture. Yes. And I was like at the top of my game or whatever at that time. So I was like totally confident. I was late. I didn't have a headshot. I didn't give a shit. And it's like, I'm a busy girl. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm dueling, ba-
1: bitch.
3: I, I'm in a band. I'm handing out gum. Like, I've been in movies now. So I go in there, and I audition with my girlfriend from Spirit Camp. But we both start on the same line. Like, she starts on my line. I have no idea what the fuck to say. (laughs)
1: So
3: I do the worst audition ever. And they they said, you know, we cast you because you had the worst audition. And we just felt so bad for you. (laughs) I
0: was like,
3: like, thank you. I was like, mic drop.
0: Mic drop out
3: even when i do the worst audition pity casting well-being. all
0: right <laughs> thank <Take it. laughs>
2: you so that confidence that, that that confidence took you there still there you go But uh, i'm, I'm kind of curious you 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 said you were a t- tennis star uh playing tennis in texas which is a giant state with t- like, it's a state known for having amazing athletes um and you were the, you said you were on the top of the tennis world in high school at the time Did you take some of that confidence that you had from tennis? And I'm sure you have to perform in front of, you know, hundreds if not thousands of spectators at times and bring that with you into like casting situations.
3: I brought more of the competitiveness. Mm. Um, Yeah. So because I'm competitive, so I want to win. I want to be the best. I want to like, you know what I mean? Just like the best I can, especially at auditions. Like those are super competitive. So that's what I would bring, you know, I would take the best classes. I would take all the workshops. Like, you know, I would just try to get the best skill that I can to do this. And like, yeah, yeah it took me a long time to learn how to act. I did not have a natural talent for it. <laughs> so, like, I feel like now, I like now when I could act, then I kind of started screenwriting, but uh, yeah. But definitely yeah, I mean, sports help with um, competition edge. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if if kids are girls, I would recommend getting them into sports. Tennis is great because you learn how to be independent. And um, it's just it's just awesome. So it definitely right. builds confidence and, and you feel strong, like in your body, you know?
2: Yeah
0: i definitely took that uh that's like what you just said about getting girls in the sports and the don't mean, that's one thing i've done with my daughter she's only three now but getting her started like, she's a guy in dance and she's doing gymnastics as well now so to kind of help build that up that uh strong independent mentality because um uh, as well so i think that's a great great message uh to thanks send out there. yeah um now of all the horror movies that you've been in uh at Grand, we haven't seen all of them ourselves yet but um so don't it's limited just the ones we've seen. Um but of all the ones you've been in, which one would you like to most see get a sequel?
3: Um well I really people love like cherry bomb and people all over the world love a uh, cherry bomb. Um, I had people message me from Brazil. Um it went to Germany and uh, it even went to Asian market and they nice. totally re- they replaced me on the cover because that was like <laughs> too sexy I guess
1: <laughs> um, so I
3: would love to do Cherry Bomb again plus uh, I feel like I could I don't know be some kind of more of a spicy character but good new- lol. Well, a little bit of news: Knucklebones is having a sequel. I just talked to the director yesterday. Oh,
1: that's nice. yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: we've like we've talked many times. Like that's one we've even said like we want to see a Knucklebones too. And we oh, you just made my day. He, you made my week. Yeah,
1: he
3: said I would be in it and I could be like funnier, you know, because um, when I started acting, I I wanted to do comedy. You know, that's why I ninja kicked into spirit. <laughs> and I played such a wacko personality. Because yeah. I just, I love like comedy and acting. So he said, you are going to be in it and you could do more of a comedy role and stuff. So yeah, I would love both. I was thinking, I was like, why don't, why don't I just like do Cherry Bomb 2 or something? You <laughs> there know? you
0: go. Um, God, Bunch, no, I'm so excited about that. that. I'm... Whew gleaming over here um but calm down big guy i know i'm trying i'm trying but that just all right so but speaking of acting and comedy and you've mentioned earlier that you are doing some uh you've even done some script writing and that you're producing now so you've branched out from the acting and like i said you've you've gone into directing writing producing apparently according you've even done a little bit of editing composing yourself so you're a woman of many hats um but is of all those hats, is acting still kind of your favorite? Do you have a new favorite now that you're kind of moving away from acting into something else?
3: Well, I always um, was a writer. So when I was younger, I would write in journals, and then when I was 15, I started writing poetry. And uh, whenever I do something, I really love to study it and, and study it and do it well. So I would study poetry, how to write like Shakespeare or uh, all the other like great poets. And just how to structure everything, and then um, and then I did acting and I did song songwriting and singing. Um, I don't know if you know, but Disney bought one of my songs, which is so awesome. No, oh, no, nice. wow. um, yeah. Did you write "Let, Let It go,
0: go, go" for Frozen? Is that you? Is that <laughs> <the>
3: word? <laughs> Let it go. Because
0: <laughs> my dog's no. obsessed with Frozen right now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I want, my goal is to write um, a Disney princess movie musical. That is a, a future goal, but I wrote um, a song. It's in Pretty Little Liars, uh, season two, episode six. I didn't and realize that was called, a Disney show. <laughs> yeah, uh, Freeform. Free, Disney owns Freeform. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, um, so, uh Yeah, so uh, I love writing. Writing would be my favorite. And so when I started getting into screenwriting, again, it was a long process. I wrote uh, my first script. It took me two years to write it. And I wrote it based on a story that I heard um, about my friend. She's from Colombia. She came to the U.S. And she won the world's salsa dancing competition after training for only a year. So I yeah. wrote a, a movie about that, and I teamed up with Chris Hoddy. He's the guy that wrote Never Back Down, one and two. I don't know if you ever saw that one, and Homeward Bound. And um, he was like my screenwriting mentor, and he helped me just understand the business of screenwriting and also how to write smart scripts. And mm-hmm. then I, I took what he taught me, and then I just uh, study, study, study. Right. Uh, research and so I just I love writing because then you can just chill in your pajamas you can write <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I do love I, I mean I love uh, producing I still love directing I love running my company um, but I guess favorite favorite would be writing
0: okay nice um, so love the acting, you, you've you played the kind of like the snobby bitch girl, um, Rachel, in, in summer camp, or spear camp, sorry. Um, you played the good girl, kind of girl next door-ish in, in Knuckle Bones. Uh, and then you play like a crazy party goth. Honestly, I don't even know how to describe your role in, as Mako in, in a sweatshop. That's just a whole...
3: It's Miko. Miko. Oh, is it Miko?
0: I'm sorry. I thought it was Kim's name, Mako. It's Miko. Okay, thank you for correcting me. I appreciate that. Um, but of all arch- of the, the character archetypes, which has been your favorite to play uh, of the ones you've done? And is there still like that kind of character archetype you haven't had a chance to play yet that you would like to in the future?
3: Well, so so it's like weird because I've, I've always disliked cheerleaders. I thought they were so whatever, <laughs> but but I still wanted to be a cheerleader because I told you I like entertaining, you know, I was like, so it's like, I love, hate cheerleaders. So I was like, that was super fun to actually play a cheerleader, get to play her like an idiot kind of person.
1: Mm-hmm, right.
3: um, so that was fun, but not the most like exciting role. Um, I would love to play like a UFC or a boxer type uh, champ. That would be like my favorite role, kind of like a kick-ass kind of role.
0: The badass bitch. Could, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: and mix that in with a little American Psycho maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like a crazy, you know. A crazy,
0: a crazy badass.
3: <laughs> crazy, uh, like, yeah, just UFC kind of fighter. And then I could train, you know, they train you and I'll get really good shape.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
3: so, yeah. But, but that would be, that would be cool. Um, awesome. I love doing uh, stunts. So there's a, a funny hmm. story. Um, I don't know if you know David McLean. He's the original inventor of women of wrestling. Uh glow and stuff. Yes,
0: uh yeah, well, I, we're, we, we're big yeah, we're big wrestling fans and uh so yeah, I'm very familiar with glow. Yeah. Uh.
3: Okay. So there was a casting call one time for uh they said uh stunts. You would you would be an actress and then you would get stunt training and all this stuff and you could go to Hollywood. And so I took um, all my roles, like uh, bitchy snobby Rachel, and uh, the I I was the you know I shot aliens, and then you know cherry bomb. I was a stripper or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I have this audition, and I and I sent it to them because I thought it was for stuff. and I was like, I was like I've been a. A high school bitch. I've shot aliens. I've even worked the strip pole, you know, whatever. And then I was like, but I need to be in Hollywood. And I sent it to him, and he loved it. And he was like, Yes, I want you on the show. He's like, It's Women of Wrestling. I was like, Wait, what? I, was like, I thought it was for stunts. <laughs> I was like this is just not again I'm fooled you know like uh, you think it's one thing but then it turns out to be another and then uh the show got delayed two years and then at at that time I was already doing other stuff so I didn't actually go be a wrestler but I thought it was really cool uh that he asked me to but I've always been interested in stunts and then with cherry bomb. I have to send you guys a copy, but I got to do a lot of stunts and stuff. So that was fun. Yeah, nice, I, I
1: yeah. appreciate
0: that because I tried looking for Cherry Bomb, but we, I couldn't find it available anywhere um, to, to watch that. Um, so speaking of the characters, like the ones you've played though, so what's the ones that you kind of like most relate to you as a person? Like which one of the characters you play is the most closest to the real Julen as a person?
3: See, I, I was thinking about this and I was like, oh, you know, I was like, I would say like, because none of them are athletes. None of them are smart.
0: Well, is you know? <laughs> an athlete, come on, Rachel, Rachel the cheerleader. Cheerlead can be considered an athletic, you know. So, so.
3: Yeah, so that's what, I, that's what I came up with. I was like, you know what? I have such a big personality. I think Rachel would be mostly to, me, towards me because I love being entertaining, the center of attention, just kind of goofy. <laughs> so I think that one would be the closest to me and um also that was the one that i that was like one of my first roles so i really probably didn't know how to act too much so i
1: probably used a lot (laughs) of
3: my personality to do that and uh i feel like i did do some like ninja moves like going through the forest you know i was like what the heck is wrong with that like
2: way over
1: (laughs) acting
3: but i had a blast
2: (laughs) Um, nice nice yeah, yeah and i know i know that's that's that's, <laughs> that's pretty fun but something else that's pretty fun is the the you know horror movies we love them but there's always the big three right the big three is your friday 13th halloween and nightmare on elm street those are you know the classic ones you got jason Voorhees, you got michael myers you got freddy Krueger. halloween is still in production still going i mean they they're they're still making halloween movies Friday 13th is caught up in legal limbo, but it's gonna, you know, people are chomping at the bit for more. And from what I understand, Nightmare on Elm Street's probably gonna get rebooted at some point. But with that said, there's, a, there's some of the three staples of horror, right? Um, I'm just kind of curious, just as a fun little question, which one would you like to be cast in and who would you like to be killed by? Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, or Michael Myers?
3: I am a Freddy Krueger fan that is my jam i love (laughs) freddie krueger that was like i love that movie growing up so i would love to be i don't know uh uh you know maybe some kind of like i don't know flimsy girl on the phone or something and just like oh she gets a knock at the door and it's like nobody's there and then like it's like, oh, okay, I'll just go back to, like, uh, whatever. And then uh, have him, like, you know, come in the bedroom or the bathroom or
2: something. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that. he, he's, his kills are always so much fun because he can play with the dream world. And he can, like, yeah. come in through the floor, come in through the drain or you know he can he's coming through a telephone
0: she mentioned being on the phone he's coming through a telephone in the very first that's an iconic maybe
3: maybe like i'm an executive you know i have like a job interview like on the phone it is very serious and somebody keeps tapping at the window and i'm like what the fuck man you know (laughs) 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 like and like so sorry about that where were we you know (laughs) and then like the phone gets just no he comes on he's like you're not getting hired, or
0: something. Bitch, <laughs> you gotta add the bitch. It, it, everything phrase says yeah. you gotta add bitch after. Apparently,
3: this, yeah. And then I'll just be like upset, you know, because I'm like, what are you talking about? You owe me a raise, you know.
0: Like <laughs> but I'll give you like a raise, a bitch, and then he'll yeah. I don't know, <laughs> do something. um uh, so No, that's cool. That's that's uh, that's um, I I that's cool. I I don't meet a whole lot of. I haven't met a whole lot of uh, Friday Thirteenth fans lately. It's been very, or, sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's been very Friday Thirteenth oriented. Yeah. It seems like very heavy, but so it's kind of refreshing to meet uh, uh, somebody who's more on the Friday Thirteenth guy. I'm all Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy side, yeah. Freddy Krueger yeah. side. Kruger. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. My, my wife,
2: my wife still loves Nightmare on Elm Street. That's her number one. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I can say because it maybe it's oh, for the dreamers. The the, uh, there
0: you go, the dreamers, yeah And <laughs> there, there's also more a little more um, I don't know, like I said, some comedy And lightness to it, because there's more f- On the fantastical side of things With, you know, the dreams and, and, and the crazy Kills that go on in there, so it's a little more Yeah, I, I it, it, love it incorporates that, that. I, I
3: feel like they should do more of that stuff Definitely
0: um,
2: Yeah, but it's going to be so <laughs> hard Because Robert England's so old now yeah. You know, the guy who played Freddy Krueger is he's, He can't wears He wears a mask well, yeah but he's he's, he's seven makeup years
0: old <laughs> great but again with cgi and special effects freddy was never that physically active really it's not like you know uh he could he could still do it for the close-ups you know do the voice the the lines the close-up of his face and then you know stunt double or something but
2: i'm i'm with you i'm with you there but i, I heard rumors know. that he, he you know he yeah. said
0: he wanted to do freddy one more time uh Hmm. No, it's made what it happened. I mean, they tried rebooting it a few years ago with the guy from Watchmen, uh, Haley something, uh, Warshack, and that was yeah. considered a bomb or a bust, but who knows? I, that, I didn't mind it. Yeah. I didn't mind it either too much. Um, but moving on, so let's get a little more. Um, like You kind of touched on this briefly earlier. I wanted to come back to it where you're talking about women's roles in horror. So as you know, women's roles in the horror genre, they kind of run the gauntlet. Uh, But they're all very stereotype, a very stereotypical gauntlet. You know, you have the uh, the slutty dumb girl to the nerdy quiet bookish girl to the girl next door. Um, But then at the same time, it's John is very notorious and infamous for its nudity, especially female nudity and sex scenes in the genre as well. So, but as a woman, how do you feel about women's roles in horror movies? Even though a vast majority, majority of the time, a woman is the last one standing who defeats and takes down the, you know, seemingly unstoppable psychopath, the killer, but then still a lot of times they're, they're, do you consider them exploited at all or do you view it as a form of empowerment or what's your take on the role of women in modern day horror right now?
1: Well,
3: well, you talk about women's roles, but you have to talk about men's roles too, because men are always playing the uh, the monster role, the rapist role, the killer role too. So, I feel like they're just super stretched. They're not realistic at all. I don't feel like they're empowering in, in any way. I think it's just completely entertainment, just entertainment, hands down. Um, I, let me see. I, when, I think it's just, yeah, I think. Oh, as a screenwriter, this is what I was going to say. So as a screenwriter, I've heard that um, you want to make your character, whoever's going to get killed, um, very flawed. So you have a reason to kill that person. So usually with women, Uh, It would be like a sin that they commit or, uh, you know, something they do. I kind of look at it like they're like the village idiot kind of person. (laughs) Either the village idiot can get killed or, you know, the village idiot somehow pulls through and makes it towards the end. But it's not like you're mad at that person Um, or, you know, you you want them to win. You don't want them to like get killed or anything. But... um, as far as the uh, nudity and all this, I feel like, you know, scary films are, are mostly written uh, for men, what I've read, and they, you know, it's just entertainment. So because I've had friends that, uh, you know, they'll show, you know, show their boobs or whatever, in film and stuff. And I feel like if you want to do it, it's fine. Uh, you know, in Europe, that nudity in film is is more open it's it's more Mm -hmm. like that i feel like that's also why like i had to simmer down with the acting because i am just not that person but that doesn't mean there's something wrong with me or something wrong with anybody it's just that's not who i am right but i think I think it's just it's, it's like it's entertainment right so so you want it to be titillating you want it to be exciting you know so if, if somebody's gonna get killed because they're like being a dumb idiot like taking their top off by the pool you know like then, then there's a reason to kill them you know as the as the writer you have to make you don't want to kill like a hero type person unless they're they're very flawed um so that's just what I've learned like screenwriting and everything so i hope maybe that answers your question a little bit but as far as for empowering women i really like um like uh judith ginsburg who writes like things for congress like that kind of stuff is that is empowering or like girls trip the super awesome comedians who are like edgy uh those kind of roles are like very empowering but for scary films and everything i feel like it's just entertaining and to me i don't
2: it hasn't I, quite reached that level yet right
3: yeah i don't yeah, yeah. it's like horror Even,
2: movies horror movies always seem to follow formulas kind of what you were saying you know it's like you've got your 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 bubbleheaded coed type gal and then you have your stoner guy and then you have you know the girl next door and then you have the jock and it's yeah, you know, and and it's those repeat, people repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah,
3: they're they're flawed characters. So you're like, it's okay that you know that guy died or whatever. Uh, but how do you guys feel about the men always being portrayed as like the monster or serial killer guys? Like, how do you feel about that? You know, I mean, is I, there that's, not?
0: That's an interesting question. You know, I've never, I've never really thought about that, and it's kind of you kind of throwing that. I, you know kind of putting it back on is actually very interesting uh and it makes you actually really think because i've never really I, I haven't thought about that and I, I mean i guess it makes sense because men are always you know if you want a horror movie you want your killer to be large and imposing and the men are normally naturally bigger and larger um to make that important posing but uh there was i'm going to call back release really back to a movie we did last around last Easter or something like that, or maybe not this year, but the previous Easter because pandemic and all that. But uh, we did a movie called Bunny and in that the killer, it was a slasher 80s throwback slasher, like, you know, just like a lot of them, but the killer was uh, a woman in that one. And I remember, I actually really liked that change of pace that it was very, it was unique. It was very different. And it, I mean, the movie was pretty terrible by all, by most standards, but I did really it? like, I did like the fact that they went differently where the woman was the killer and it, she had a unique look and it, it kind of flipped, kind of, you know, flipped the, the, the normal stereotype genre upside down. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know, really you know, how I feel, because I've never really thought about it before. And that's a very yeah, very, yeah. very interesting, and like, I wish I had a better answer right now, but it's like, I want to go, like, I feel like I need to go away and like ponder this and, and just think about this for a while <laughs> and then come back with a proper answer. Because that's a very, I'm very yeah. unique perspective I mean, for, for me, at from.
2: For me, I'm, I'm, I'd say so that, that I've also probably never really have, haven't thought of it about it as much, but uh, I'm kind of piggybacking off of what Marshall said. You know, often you, so often you see the men as the the the, the killer, and you know, in in society, yes, there are more men serial killers. Yes, there are more men murderers. Uh, but that doesn't mean women don't do it as well, and they can be just as vicious and and imposing and, and, and monstrous. Um, and I, I I'm glad you brought up the movie Bunny because that is one where it's, it's convincing. It is real that this woman is this killer. Yeah, watch have watched other ones with women killers as well, but it's always like the big reveal. It was a woman. Whoa, Whereas <laughs> in Bunny. It was. It was like, hey, this this lady is out for blood. She's going to kill you. So it was. It was kind. Of, and, but it was convincing. It was real. So I think we actually kind of like that one a little bit better. Um, I mean, that's one reason why the reason I liked we were-
0: it better, or at least I yeah. liked it. I mean, the movie overall is pretty terrible, but I love that fact about it. Um, yeah, and I enjoyed, and it made me enjoy the movie more than I probably should have or would have otherwise. Yeah. Good well, question. I
3: think I think the way that you feel about the men always being like the serial killer monsters is the same way I feel about the women playing like the dumb, ditzy roles you don't think about it too much or it doesn't mm. really affect you. Cause you just don't, you just, it's a character. So it doesn't like women are not like that. So it right. doesn't It doesn't resonate too much. It's like, okay, they're just, this is a part. This is a character. Yeah, and
1: it's...
3: then 2020, if you say woman, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner is a woman now. <laughs> I do not associate with that. I don't associate with Caitlyn Jenner. So now I say I'm a female.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I could say that, you know, I am a female, I have female parts and stuff, you know, but I can't yeah. say I'm a woman because I do not care about painting my nails every day and, and, and wearing all the makeup and stuff. So I actually, I actually saw Caitlyn Jenner uh, out. While I was right next to her. Very big woman. Um, but is I don't think I am that woman, you know. So right, that's
0: right. why I just say
2: I am yeah. a female human.
0: Former female. Olympic athlete, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Olympic champion, by the way, not Olympic just gold athlete, medalist. Olympic champion, yeah, yeah. champion gold medals. Um, but okay, let's move on now, because like, I want kind of keep this role. We're talking about you were talking about especially in your writing with writing for characters and making your characters flawed, and that kind of makes me want to segue into some sweatshop specific questions and and. Um, no let's just talk about sweatshop for a bit um before i go into the actual questions um one thing i remember saying i know you said you didn't listen to the episodes and but one thing about sweatshop that and i went back and did watch it again um i was able to get it and i bought it on amazon yesterday so i bought it this time and we, we talked about one i'm sorry i'm going all over the place right now but you talked about the girl the girl you met was that did the makeup was it ashley or something that did yes, the makeup
3: Ashley. okay
0: uh-huh. i will say that movie what that movie has going for it is incredible makeup and gore effects. The gore effects and makeup yeah. in that movie are tremendous for a low-budget movie. Absolutely good kills. Good kills. Absolutely st- just out of this world for that level. But on the other hand, you're talking about writing flawed characters. And one thing I remember specifically saying about that movie is the characters <laughs> in that movie, I'm sorry, but were terrible people, just the <laughs> worst people. Uh and like and most time in horror movies, like you know, like you, your final girls, you want you you want to find people you attach to that you want. To, oh, you want to pull for them. You want them to pull through, and you want them to survive, and you want to see them victorious at the end. There's not a single character in that move that I wanted. <laughs> I want to see everybody dead. Um, yours, Miko. Miko. I don't want to say Miko. I know it's Miko. Was probably the least of, offensive. Really, at, at some point in my time, she was not that much of a terrible person, but. My God! Like, can we talk about that for just a second? Like, what was your take yeah. on these characters in that movie? Because that that was one of the worst collection of characters. I'm not gonna say actors or people because everybody's different, but character wise, just ran the gauntlet. I, <laughs> again,
3: I that was super young, so I didn't really even understand my character. Like, I didn't, I didn't even understand the dialogue. Like, I didn't know what I was saying. So if you don't relate to what I was saying, <laughs> that's because I didn't know what I was saying. I was just, you were saying, the least I was just problem.
0: Saying, I'm sorry, I was you were just the saying least of
3: words. It. I was just saying words, you know, and I was just trying to make make my character entertaining, like doing all this like movement. Yes. And the freaking hair, I swear I felt like it was gonna take my scalp apart.
0: I want to talk like, about that hair after we finish this train of thought. We're coming back to that hair.
3: Yeah, so I, I I had no idea what I was saying because I, not that I mean I was technically an adult, but I had just got out of high school and like I said, I had just played tennis. I was uh maybe kind of more of a sheltered kid. I I just played tennis and stayed home, so I didn't have too much life experience. I didn't have too many boyfriends, so I had no idea like what I was saying and and you know it's like adults writing words for like uh unmature brain for me at that time. I was just like, I don't know. That's funny that you say that
0: because talking about how you're just out of high school kind of show, you're not knowing what you're saying because that's, the script and dialogue of that movie is so vulgar and so sexualized that like, it might have been a blessing to disguise that you didn't really know what you were saying because That's you're so talking about blow jobs and sex non-stop and, and like every other word is an f-bomb from like every character in that movie it's that was it's just crazy
3: I know and I I, I literally that was in my like I, I, I didn't know too much about that like I was like you know because I was just an athlete person and and so I was like, well, I'll just say this. I mean, I guess. I mean, I really just trusted, you know, the directors that I worked with. I was like, you know, I just want to make it good for them because I know I. you see how much energy, how much effort they're trying, and and you just really trust them. So you just really want to do, like, a good character for them. Um, but you guys asked what, uh, how they killed me or what they used, right, for the yeah, body. Yeah.
0: yeah, like, yeah, because you get, M- M- Miko gets some- like an overhead smash with a giant anvil hammer and just gets obliterated. So there's gotta be a point where you're in that, you know, the cut and then they bring in the dummy or whatever. But so what was it? Like, how did they explain your death scene process in that, in, in sweatshop for us?
3: Okay. So it was a uh, super hot in a warehouse and it like, almost oh, terrible. But, uh, you know, the killer, uh, Jeremy Summerall, him and I became like, uh, pretty good friends. That was his first scary film. And then he got like super into the genre and stuff. And I just thought it was so cool. So I would see him at conventions and everything. And he's just such a nice guy. Um, So uh, he well i had to ask him i was like what did we use again but it was a bunch of different body parts he said from like different dummy parts and it, and they used the same dummy to kill like multiple people <laughs> so they just put they just put that wig head hair on the person and then kind of used it like that I, so it was just like a dummy body made up of different parts and used <laughs> a, like a, multiple a frankenstein times.
0: dummy then basically a frankenstein dummy filled with i guess fake blood and goo and Put your hair that, on top.
2: Yeah. That poor dummy just got the shit smashed <laughs>
0: out of it then.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: I bet they like threw it away after that or something.
0: Um, But okay, speak. You've we brought that the, the Miko hair now twice. And that's my next one. Because what was it like? Because for those of you who haven't seen the movie, and some of you I'm sure listening have, but the hair that you wear in that movie is insane. Like it is, I don't know how to describe it. It's big, it's long. It's like dreadlocks, but it's also like, Plastic tubing in it or something. I don't know what's going on, but what was it like having to wear that for hours on end filming? And then, how long did it take you to get in and out of it every day before and after shooting? Like, what was that process like?
3: Well, okay, so I was, you know, super new to acting at this time. So, so the first like two days, I sat in that in the hair because they're like, you know, it's very hard to get on and off and everything. And, and I was like, you know, I understand, like I'm here for the role, you know, I wanna do my best, you know, so I'll like sit in the hair and stuff. And, like, the third day, I was like, no, fuck this. We're putting it on only when I have the part, and then you're taking it right off, and I don't give a shit. It hurts too much. I don't want to lose any of my hair, and, like, I I shouldn't have to act like that. Damn right. I'm drooling, bitch. Right? I was like, you know, this is my first role, but I have some standards, okay? Like, yeah, but it was definitely, like, the super lowest budget not the lowest budget thing that I've worked on because I did a student film before that and it never came out. But, um, it was a really low budget like we had pizza on set and stuff and like a- after that would be like I do not eat pizza on set like I can't cuz <laughs> you get exhausted I mean you just want to sure take a got... nap
2: after eating three or four slices of pizza
3: <laughs> I know it's the worst and like I have people that are like oh you know you know since I produce now like oh what 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 if we just do pizza I'm like no 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 no, no. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> salads and sandwiches salads and sandwiches like,
1: That's
2: funny
3: Yeah but it, it was fun, still like um Jeremy's the only one that I talked to from that uh film set though. So
2: yeah, he's a he's a he's a good killer. He's a big, scary he, Yeah, he's a really
0: big, yeah. large, imposing guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe there's maybe you can answer this question for us, because I remember looking back at the episode, especially it came back to me rewatching the movie. Was it ever explained in the script or on set? And I know your character didn't have much anything <laughs> to do what was the story or who the hell were these hit where's the killer like the, the ghoul girl like the, the 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 harem he had wandering around this warehouse was i i was so confused by this watching the movie like yeah never, they, were, sh- they, they were never explained we don't know where we're like, they're like going,
2: vampire girls but
0: and they kept sort of? multiplying like at first it's like there's one or two and then they, and then there's like four or something it's like where do these things come from and why are they there was that ever explained or like, do you know anything about that
3: so this is the how the movie was pitched to me. Okay, I was like, "Do you do you know those like raver kids? Like, aren't they just so annoying? Like, don't you just want to kill them all?" That's what shot.
1: Okay. Uh, oh,
3: okay. Like, yeah, with the ghoul, you know, this is just, you know, uh, 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 it's just a scary movie. So these are just like, you know, bad spirits in the warehouse kind of thing. So.
0: Actually, makes sense cause, cause, makes i mean sense. if it was spirits in the warehouse that's like a whole other story that makes sense but then like we were so confused like, to- we have the big killer who's killing all things but then you have these ghouls like are they are like are the ghouls like his henchwomen, or are they not related like what we were so confused by what was going on with with, with those <laughs> i was like oh. again
3: yeah, at- <laughs> i I didn't even read the script. I just read my lines. <laughs> I, just, I, just, uh, I didn't even, I, when I watched the movie, I was like, oh, that's what happened. Like, oh, that's how I, my part fits in. You know? like I was, like, way too busy, like, uh, you know, I was in college, I was in a band, I was uh, trying to be an actress, you know? I didn't have yeah, time that was, to uh,
2: that was That was released 2009, right? And that's also the same year you did Spirit Camp. So yes. you had a pretty busy year.
3: Yeah, well, you know, there was, I think, film 2006 or something. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yeah, so
0: the filming didn't overlap. It was, just, it was filmed and then released later, so it wasn't overlapping of the two at the time. Right, correct? right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause, so... Cause, so
2: cause, yeah, because 2011 is also pretty busy for you, too. You got a, a lot of things that were happening there.
0: Yeah, that's you know. that's when you got really busy. Uh, your 2010, 2011 year, because you had... Well, even though it was a negative experience for you, but... Uh, bogey creek came out the final puncture which is the one with captain america in it which is pretty awesome you're in america movie with captain america by the way uh killers cool girls from outer space cherry bomb hyphen mardi being breaking austin high all came out in that year to two year span that's a lot of work for one person it's like that heavy physically draining and mentally drained so like how are you able to keep up with all those different projects and being a band and singing and who knows in college or what else you're doing at that time how was that time period for you just getting through all those different projects?
3: Honestly, like I had a, I had a blast. So I, I had that acting teacher. I told you, uh, Bentley Mitchum, he said, you know, if you're going to be in the acting world in the roles, you need to have fun while you are experiencing this. So like, you know, when they flew me to new Orleans, like they were holding a sign and i booked the job with denise and it wasn't even planned like (laughs) we showed up at the audition to say, like she went first and then i went second and they're like you know what these two girls like look like they're like sisters i was like oh my god so (laughs) awesome so we both got to go to new orleans and we were on like per diem you know a legit set like it was awesome and um we filmed like two days or something and it was it was easy uh of course you always get like a little nervous you know right before they roll the cameras and stuff um especially because you're new but um i i every job i had i i really enjoyed it and i made the most of it and like you know i hung out with like the cast after we would um you know i I wouldn't be like one of those people like okay i'm (laughs) Literally, I got a a job in uh, Dallas, and they put me at the Ritz-Carlton, which Mm. is somewhere I would go with my girlfriend, Tisha, because she's like Miss Fang in Dallas. (laughs) And I, I met her doing a movie called The Unseen. I should send you guys that because it is the unseen scary movie, like
1: literally never came out, <laughs> and it's called the unseen. So I definitely have a That's copy that's that's
0: that's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I we'd love to do that. You send the copy, we'll do it. We'll do like a maybe a bonus episode or some Patreon got you yeah. We yeah, we'd, we'd watch it for sure.
1: <laughs> okay,
3: yeah. So I, that's how I met Tisha. So so I got cast in a in a TV show. I got cast in two. Like seriously, I got cast in two shows on Fox. One was Lone Star, mm-hmm. and then one was with uh, Colin Hanks, right? And okay. the one with Colin Hanks, I would have had a recurring role. Now, the studios said, we just want her in the Lone Star role. She can't be in both. I was like, oh, well, I get two <laughs> big roles, and, like, I can't do both? Like, what? You know, finally, I, I got the acting, the audition, like, everything, and... um. And the Lone Star only showed two episodes. I was in episode four. No, literally. So I went to Dallas, you know, and I was like, "Hey, Tisha, I'm staying at the Ritz. Like, come, like, let's hang out, <laughs> you know." So we go out and we have like lemon drop martinis and shots of tequila, and, like, everything. Girl. And like, I am driving to set, and I am like not feeling good and <laughs> whatever. I like, makeup, 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 please. And, uh, I do my scene and I have to throw a, a play beer pong, right? And I'm like, ooh, I got this because I'm an athlete. Boom, I get the beer pong and I'm celebrating. I'm just having fun on set, you know, because it is about having fun and enjoying your job because the more you enjoy when you're in front of the camera the better people are going to enjoy watching you
1: right
2: yeah it and seems like you, you seem to like a person who likes to stay busy and likes to stay active and keep going so it's kind of cool that you're able to handle all that
3: yeah yeah and i think from tennis like i said i would play like 3 to 6 hours a day uh i really had a bunch of energy so i could you know sleep 2 hours and then I'm gonna be up again
0: nice but wow.
3: um and also i was younger lot younger back that then helps. So. that helps
0: that that helps <laughs> age is a bitch um yeah all right so let's move on into um well we'll move on to some spirit camp stuff because i one of the questions i was gonna ask you you've t- you've actually touched on a lot lately and we'll have, we'll go into a little more detail on it coming up but so when we first did spirit camp years ago uh we actually reached out to uh we were able to reach out to uh the Le- Nikki Roxy Van Diver, we were able to reach out to she. We were she was gonna do an interview with us, but things it fell happened, through. It fell through. Yeah. Um, but in our communication, she did manage to tell us a few things about being on set. So maybe you can verify this or, or elaborate on that. Um, first of all, she told us that the lake that you guys were at, um, that she said she I don't remember her swimming it, the char- character, but she said the character uh but Megan, I think, and she had to swim through it, really did have alligators in it at the time, um, which seems really risky and dangerous and like really kind of lost your way to having make an actor swim in the (laughs) lake with alligators one how did the crew and like then ensure everybody's safety from these alligators that were supposedly in this lake that you guys were swimming in or filming around was that a problem
3: so when we were filming that scene it was very cold outside and i remember megan she was like cold and we watched her take and stuff and she said um you know, she, she, she didn't like the goosebumps on her stuff. Uh, she's like, looks like I'm cold. I don't know if you guys saw that. But um, so I was staying inside the cabin at that time because it's too cold for me <laughs> and um, I'm exhausted. And um, so Carrie went out and he set up all the lights with John and everything. They did a look around. They did not see any alligators. Um, the tech the people at the parks they they said you know you can see the alligators they're very large it's not like they're small little alligators like in uh port-a-connor here we have small little alligators mm. and and an alligator was actually in my parents pool one morning and my dad <laughs> oh. was swimming with it he didn't know because he was swimming before the sun came up so but it didn't bug him but uh it was pretty funny but uh, so they, they they looked around and everything and then uh she swam Literally, like, five feet out and five feet back. So she didn't swim across the lake or anything. Um, but in in Boggy Creek, I had to get in the lake with the alligators in the swamp and stuff. And I asked them, I oh. said, you know, what, a, what about leeches? What about, you know, snakes? What about whatever? And they go, they put boards down on the bottom. So they put a board. So I never had to w- touch the dirt. And then there's a guy behind the tree with a machete. Just <laughs> <case>
0: alligators come <laughs> There's your security. A guy behind a tree with a machete, just the case.
2: That's
3: That's
0: hilarious.
1: They
2: got some joker behind a tree with a machete? Yeah. I mean, if an alligator jumps out and grabs you, it's like, don't worry.
0: I got a machete here. That would take care of the alligator.
2: (laughs) That sounds horrible.
3: I think he was the guy, like, with the... uh, like special effects team too oh my like god. i don't think he's not even he a professional it's
0: just a joe schmo they get here take this machete and stand on that tree <laughs>
3: <But> No, <laughs> and, and, and it's illegal to kill like alligators and stuff you know oh my like, god yeah you know, that's that's Boggy bo-
0: Creek. <laughs> oh my god all right so well okay so speaking of those alligators that okay so she swam the lake uh roxy did say that you and her the two of you would feed them by throwing baloney at them from the balcony you guys were staying in or something like that so you would feed the alligators baloney is that correct yeah,
3: that, that, that's a that's a different lake oh so, different lake so the, the the lake that she, that Megan swam in is a lake that uh many people swim in like okay. uh you know it's a it has uh lifeguards and the lifeguard stuff and like whatever okay that I was but, not
0: clear on she i didn't yeah. i didn't she didn't explain so, that part.
3: So there's a, another cabin, there's another lake, and there, that, that's where we saw alligators, and we would throw stuff and feed them, which is also <laughs> probably you're not supposed to do, but I was young, I didn't know at the time, okay, forgive yeah. me, um, but uh, my my parents, uh, you know, growing up in Texas, we, we would my parents have property and it's, it's untamed. So I'm, I'm very, you know, used to like animals and wildlife and stuff. And so I was just so all for it, you know, being (laughs) camping and stuff. So I was like, yeah, let's feed the alligators, you know? (laughs) Feed the
0: alligators. All right, let's chum yeah. the waters a bit more, but luckily you weren't. There's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a different lake, so that's that's great. I
3: don't have to swim, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not don't, swimming, what do
0: I care? Here's some more baloney. Here you go. Don't, um, don't piss me off, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> walk around baloney in your pocket just in case. And <laughs> <you out> <laughs> um, but she, then Roxy also said that you guys had a real um, I did have a real problem with raccoons on the set though, and that during filming they would eat peppermints you would feed them peppermints from your hand but they would also steal food and like the flavored fake blood or stuff like that. So yeah, raccoons are an issue there supposedly. Is that?
3: Yeah. uh, Because um, I never fed them peppermints or anything, but Roxy had a lot of um, scenes, you know, that I wasn't in. uh, So she was working a lot um, on the movie, you know, being offset and stuff. But um, I do remember, so they were, so, it was a big national park or whatever. And um, so the the, the supplies and, and food stuff would be here. And then they would be filming like, you know, 10, 20 feet over there. And it would be at night and nobody would be by the the ice chest and everything. So I guess they got in there and uh, (laughs) took the stuff and like they came back and they're like, what the hell, you know? (laughs) But um, uh, I only kind of saw that like one time. Most of my scenes were um, inside except, you know, with the car scene, but that was literally right outside the cabin. So I didn't have to go, too far in the woods I think maybe like once or something when we're talking about and I'm like oh the guy went that way or something but <laughs> uh yeah I mean it was it was fun but it was definitely just a wildlife you
0: know um one thing I, I a couple of things that just came to mind because uh you met I think you mentioned it too I know Roxy mentioned to us that on her office mean, even when she wasn't filming she was doing a lot of behind the camera work as well on these independent that's very common independent movies were you doing that as well and you, when you weren't filming were you doing behind the camera stuff or you were like I'm drooling, bitch. I'll be in my trailer. Is that? Uh,
3: Yeah, yeah. I have pretty much had that attitude. (laughs) I don't know if I had had the best attitude, you know, on set. But I was just like, you know what? I'm here working my butt off. And if you're not going to put the same energy as me, like, get out of my face kind of thing. And uh, when I was on Cherry Bomb, they didn't have a first AD, so like I became the first AD because wow. I, I would get so exhausted, you know. Like I don't want to be filming like fourteen hours every day. So I was like, "Hey, come on, like get moving! Like everybody needs to come back. Like I'm ready to go." <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm Terry bomb. so get back to bed. You
1: know? <laughs> I'm a star. Like,
3: no, no, no more fucking around. And then, like, Denise will come by bring me cupcakes. So I was like, okay, everybody take 30 minutes. I'm going to sit down and eat cupcakes with my friend. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I need a break, you know? And then they would be, you know, they're like, oh, we're, we're waiting on makeup and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. You know, like, it, this is my face on camera. Like, I have to feel comfortable. Like, don't <laughs> rush me, bro, you know? Don't rush, okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, behind the scenes work, moving lights and stuff. No, 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 I never okay. did that. I um, do that now, but yeah.
0: Not then, all right. Um, now, just on, you know, I don't know how method you are with, with your acting, but, you know, um, a lot of people, you know, did you did you go to a cheerleading boot camp to prepare for your role as Rachel, as the, the Rachel the cheerleader? Did you, did I would you do <laughs>
3: not be able to handle any cheerleaders like at all? Like, cheerleaders <laughs> at my school were the worst. They were yeah. the <laughs> worst of the worst. Like in our football team never won. So like <laughs> you, you, you suck as a cheerleader. So
0: yeah, I had that like, feeling in high school. Our football team I think won four games in the four years I was there. I was <laughs> zero.
3: zero. Zero games. So I was like, you know what? I could I I could cheerleader the shit out of you and I've never
1: <laughs> cheerleaded before ever.
3: So that was my idea of a cheerleader. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to make this cheerleader up however I want. Uh, but I never had to do any cheers. Yeah, you didn't
0: actually have to do any real cheerleading. I just but yeah. no, I we love your role Rachel. Um especially as it got further in the movie and we got saw more of her. And it's you're seeing it, a lot of time that was your first real acting job, yeah. first real movie and honestly i would have i didn't wouldn't have guessed that because a lot of the stuff you were doing were just was making us made me laugh at least like some, like some like seeing the character progress through the through, through the whole movie and just there were some really great rachel moments um and that leads oh, me good. To, there were there were um which kind of leads me to and you retouched on this very briefly earlier uh but rachel became one of my favorite characters i, I want to talk about two things um so keep to so, uh try keep with me here um we touched on the base that we we feel that rachel got screwed over when it came to her destiny which you already talked about briefly just the stab because she was such a major character in that movie she's practically the second lead but your destiny is basically just a blinking or missing stab and we feel like how did you feel about that at the time i know you were new but Looking back at you, we feel that Rachel should have gotten a better, more yeah. elaborate death scene. I mean, How do you feel about that?
2: Because like, being in being in horror movies, I mean death scenes are kind of like the, the That's the, the, the thing. Big, that's what people are watching yeah. for. Yeah. That's that's the big reveal that's the big pop that everyone wants is like a great cool death scene you know, as as a viewer. You know, you want to see a cool death or unique death or something gory or something special. Uh and to have your character, which was fun and great, just to kind of done yeah oh.
0: <laughs> there was disappointment
3: well what if i told you this what if i told you that rachel never died and she made it out of the building before it blew up that See? was my t- that was my take i was like you know what i'm not gonna die like i don't want to die like
2: we i think we actually talked about that
0: i liked it i like that idea i wish it would show that if rachel would actually survive and claw her way out because we talked about that death scene and how crazy just the fact that the killer survives it to blown up by a box of fucking dynamite in his face, <laughs> and how unreal that was. But still, uh, I like the no, idea of Rachel no. makes it out, it's, it's out there somewhere. But uh, I think we even talked about it a little what bit. Because, like,
3: what if she likes, what if she like sure. has a missing arm, you know? And she's like a cheerleader coach now. Yeah, you know, like, of, like, she's like, I gave my all, I even gave my arm. <laughs> Like
0: for you
2: bitches, so. And then. A scar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be,
3: see.
0: So, well, like, that kind of leaves in my next follow up question. Like, if you, it was up to you, if you could have scripted it, if you could redo Rachel's death, how would you like to have seen Rachel go out? If she had to die, what would you like to have seen her happen to her?
3: I would. I would like her to to like you know have like 10 times like you know fighting like go out with a fight you know like first like she loses her toes but she's still fighting and then like she gets like chopped in the face but she's still fighting you know like something like that where she like gets knocked down but then like she comes back up and like swings the axe at him or something you know throws a snake at him or something (laughs) (laughs) just some some kind of ridiculous like swing from a tree like drowned him, like some kind of oh take fight, that blow you know? out of your
0: pocket and turn an alligator on him, you know like, yeah. just throw there you
3: exactly. go <laughs> exactly exactly because she's like crazy character like she would do some crazy shit you know mm. she had like the knife you know like she could like do something like that but yeah, yeah i mean he totally should have like up. He should just redo it, like I mean, <laughs> redo it now, like <laughs>
0: and then, like, or can't right. ver, ver, version 2.0 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, be...
3: <laughs> like, okay, well, we decided, you know, like she needs another death scene or something that would be hilarious.
0: Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I thought Rachel got kind of screwed over on that one. Uh, so I'm going to combine these next two questions into one. So, again, follow along with me here. But and you've touched on it briefly, but maybe you can elaborate more and tell us some more stories. but um when i watched spirit camp uh i really you really get at least i did got the sense that the girls the core of that movie all the girls that you guys really did get along on set you had a great chemistry working together like roxy megan katie amy alyssa all got along very really well um so elaborate more on that and then you've talked about denise williams or, or well denise but that'd be denise williamson several times and she's only in, in spirit camp for a short time and all of her scenes are never with any of the other court. It's She's kind of her by herself, and then she's she's done. But then you've gone on to work with her many, many times afterwards, in, including projects like Bogey Creek. You're both on Friday Night Lights, but maybe different episodes. Killer School Girls from Our S- Space, Cherry Bomb hyphen, Macabre Theater, Mardi Gras, Spring Break. It goes on and on. So you guys must have also become really good friends, which you say about. It. So kind of tell us how that bond between the girls on Spirit Camp kind of evolved and, and what that process was like and just how much fun you guys were having. Cause it really came across in the filming, I think. Oh, that's that's awesome. a little drawn out. Yeah.
3: yeah, no, we did have like a really good time because we were all new actresses, you know, in Texas. Uh, I think most of us were from Houston. Um, so uh, myself, Al- Al- Alyssa, um, Megan, Roxy, we were like, and Katie, Katie, she was from Dallas. And, um, so we were just so excited to be on set, to be in a movie. Like I said, that was like my first movie and I tried for so long just to get an acting role. That was like that a movie that would actually come out, you know? So we were just so full of energy and excitement and and we thought it was so cool that we were cheerleaders. And then, you know, it's like a scary movie and we get to be funny and goofy and, um, we just had a blast like I I didn't know how to act too much but I like tried my best and you know I probably made a lot of mistakes you know because I I, you know I was just trying like over trying but but (laughs) I really wanted to like just have fun with it and just, just try you know and um so and then being together in the cabin uh you know we were Like we stayed the night together, you know, uh, we had each had like bunk beds and stuff. So it was just, it was really, really a good experience. And, uh, the director, I don't remember where he stayed, but it was, it was far away. And then when he brought, uh, Denise on, uh, Denise was like the new girl. So I was like, who is this girl? And then he was like, "Oh, I I wanted uh, one extra kill or something, and uh, I don't know if I could say this or whatever, but they were like dating or something." And I was like, "What? Well, like what? <laughs> <laughs> I was here? Like you're you're so so you're dating this guy, and that's how he got you in the movie? Like what?" And I was like, "I don't know about this, you know?" And and I was like, "Well, what do you do?" And she's like, "Well." Uh, I never, I never acted before, you know,
1: <laughs> She's Like,
3: I, I'm a dance major, I just graduated from uh, South Houston, uh, whatever college or whatever, and I was like, oh, do you want to get into acting or what? She's like, yeah, I think so, and, and I was like, well, well, I'll help you, you know, so I kind of helped her get it Agent. I helped her with the audition, you know, technique that I told you guys about, I helped her like introduce her to the scene. So once I had her with my agency, we had both an audition in Austin, and it's a three hour drive. And this is typical in, in Texas, you have to drive to the audition. I mean, it sucks because you don't get paid, you have to spend your own money, your own day, like just right. go audition and pray you get it. Um, so I took her, we went to Austin and then we just like got to talking and we just became friends and then we would go for spirit camp. We would go to these conventions together. So that's like another weekend together, we hang out together like and then we did like a Facebook show. So this is bef- and before like anything, but we had like like 2000 views from I don't know who and people would type like email us and say like i love you guys show on facebook and i was like what that's so awesome and (laughs) we're like this is the julian and denise show it was like so retarded so that's why i was like uh Oh, oh, I know. I can't say that word retarded, but uh, it was still. So that's fun. funny when you
0: say that because we have an ongoing. Aaron and I have an ongoing thing between us. With that. He gets on my case because I have a bad habit of saying that all the time. Like, oh, that's just retarded. Cause I'm not not meaning anything by it, but he's like, dude, you got to stop saying retard so much on the show. I'm like, I'm trying, and then dude you said like, we're both just kind of like. Mm-hmm. I can it's, say it. it's, I'm it's, not the it's, only it's, one uh, we have a running gag well, going on so well, thank you uh, thank you for saying I'm not sh- showing that I'm not the only one who lets that slip or, and not meaning it the way it, you know it's yes yeah. I don't I
3: don't mean it that way it was, it, it was so goofy I'll just say like that it's so goofy uh, but we had just such a good time and then and then we made up that thing like hey um you know, if I'm in a movie, I'm going to get you in the movie so we can have, like, this weird drinking game, like, when we're older. Like, so anything, we would, like, always, like, try to get in together. But now we want to do um, a project. I was thinking, I don't know if you guys are fans of Danny Danny McBride.
0: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, we know. Yeah.
3: Have you seen his movie, The Fist Foot Way?
0: Yes. Yes. Yes.
3: Okay, so I was saying Denise because she's like a dance teacher. I was like, you know how he was a karate teacher? I was like, we should do a movie like that, but like you're a dance teacher and like you smoke a bunch of cigarettes and like yell at like little dancing kids and stuff and like your personal life goes to shit. And She's actually a really good actress. She went to act with uh, Charlie Theron, Jack Black, and she had her movies come out in theaters. She's a really good actress. I kind of branched off and did other things, but mm-hmm. she's still acting and stuff, which I think is really awesome. And um, yeah, and, and, and I read that you guys hate, uh, what is it, parent, parent, no, Blair Witch? Paranormal? No, y'all
0: heard Paranormal, Paranormal Activity. Activity. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, we're, we're, yeah, I, I did it. Yeah, we did an uh, interview with another podcast and uh our show, and I, I went off on my round how much I don't like the Paranormal Activity franchise. <laughs> yeah, I,
3: I don't like Paranormal Activity, but I was talking about Blair Witch, so I don't know. Is that similar? But so no, it's pretty close. <laughs> the, she was in the Blair Witch second one or whatever it
0: was. Okay. Oh, she's in that because that is on our list of movies to get to. to B- Blair Witch Two, the like Shadow book or whatever it's called it's yeah that that might be on our show coming up i was
3: like oh whatever but she actually got like (laughs) poison ivy from that shoot and stuff Uh, (laughs) but uh i'm super happy for her and like yeah we're 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 super close friends and and uh she's great so we kind of um did our own thing or caused trouble at all these conventions and just have a blast (laughs)
1: nice nice
0: um, one thing I want to ask, one last thing I want to ask about Spirit Camp before we move on. Um, and this goes back to Rachel, again, how some of the great scenes and moments she's had. One of the best Rachel moments in that movie is, um, where I'm just going to call the interrogation scene, where you and Roxy have tied up, knocked down, tied up the supposed killer. And Rachel just kind of goes off on this crazy, almost psychotic tangent. And it's a great scene. Um, what do you remember about that? And, and just tell us, fill me that scene and wh- where your mindset was and making that one happen come to life
3: well this this is still again the 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 american psycho thriller mm-hmm. type actress you know i just wanted to play so i was like yes i get to be this like crazy person you know and, and the knife was real uh probably you know not whatever and, and i was like I'm gonna be so close to, you know, really <laughs> fuck with you as much as I can, like as much acting skills as I can. I just really tried to like do my best and like tease the person and all this. Uh, but the knife was real. And so the director kept stopping me and he kept <laughs> freaking out. I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna split his throat right now. Like, what are you talking about? I, if he doesn't move, he's good, right? Like, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, all you have to do it's is- It's his fault.
0: Move. If I slice the throat, it's his fault. He moved, right? Yeah, like, I'm he fine. He went into
3: my knife, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was, I was careful, but I guess I could have thought, oh, you know what, if he like sneezes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, like, I didn't think about that at the time. I was just like, hey, I'm just going to be this crazy psycho, you know? I was like, ah, yeah.
1: Know? That is a I, really
2: I don't good- know, that is a really good scene, and I think that's something that we talked about when we watched the movie. Uh, when we talked about it on our podcast was that would have been such a fun way to flip the script, and you have the killer there tied up, and then you, all of a sudden the people who become hunt were hunted so much now become like the the predators now become the hunter, uh, and I think some I mean. I think there's something there maybe for a future film or something of, of cheerleader types getting chased to the woods. Fair camp Two, man.
0: But Rachel comes back with Roxy and they, they they're, it's, they're it's so, so traumatized by experience. Arm, they become the killers. One armed yeah. Rachel is hacking away through with one
1: arm. They get a chance <laughs> to catch <laughs> the
2: killer, but then turn it back on them. <laughs> and then you almost start to sympathize with the killer after he's being tortured by the, the cheerleaders.
3: I always stuff a pom-pom in his mouth too,
0: you know? Like, perfect. He's, Is that wasn't perfect.
3: Shove shaving cream on his nose
1: so
0: he can't breathe, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, all right. So um, moving on from Spirit Camp, let's talk about Knuckle Bones now. now. Um, this was by far our most favorite of the movies we've done with you. Okay, spoilers. You said that you actually hadn't seen the uh, – you saw a rough cut of it. You haven't seen the final released um, version Sorry, of it. So.
3: Bitch. Sorry, Mitch. Yeah. Sorry, Mitch. I
0: haven't <laughs> seen it. I haven't <laughs> seen it. <laughs> so, spoilers for Julian and anybody else who's listening who hasn't seen Knucklebones yet. But um, we love the ending of the movie, uh, the way that your character, Nessa, at the end seems to basically take control of Knucklebones and kind of becomes like his keeper, if you will, and unleashes him on her former best friend, Samantha. And So again, this is why I wanted to see a a sequel because like just see you and Knucklebones going on some crazy adventures or something like that, taking out people, it'd be awesome. But so in real life, like, is there somebody you could, uh, if is there anybody you would could you wish you could unleash Knucklebones on? (laughs) If you had control, who would you? I will just I
3: will just not say names, but I'll say the Dallas uh, producer. (laughs) <laughs> a, a terrible terrible person who may and or may ego- not be
0: released, released to a bogey creek maybe i don't know
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I not that one <laughs> oh
0: not that one an even worse one okay
3: it's just like uh ego ego trips in the community and uh terrible li- lies and why do producers me, always seem to be the worst people stuff.
0: Like, why is it always producers that are the boss? You know, like, I don't... What, is there something that goes on with producers that always seem to get the bad rap and that I, I
3: It's the ego thing.
2: It's the right. money, yeah. It's the fine... Yeah.
3: Oh, oh.
0: You would think it'd be, it's like, d- it the is. director or something like that, but it's always, like, the producer that's the jackass, but... Um, the
3: du- directors are usually nice and, and, and cool. Like, Knucklebone's director, Mitch, he he's so cool and nice, and, and he read some of my scripts and, and he he always he says oh Julian you're just such a good writer and stuff and it's just so nice of him to say that and mm-hmm. we actually um wrote some stuff together and I'm actually producing his short film uh for like the Scottish film festival or something.
1: Nice.
3: So it's pretty cool. But uh yeah there's some there's some people in the industry I would <laughs> the knucklebone nice. thing on to.
0: Nice. Um so, all right, quick question, and then we'll go into some stories about knucklebones you can tell us. But um, who do you think would win in a fight, knucklebones or Beast from Sweatshop?
3: The Beast, come on, you know, with the <laughs> hammer. And then he's got his little goth people or whatever, like, mm,
0: definitely. I'm it's sorry, kn- that's the wrong answer. The correct answer is <laughs> knucklebones.
1: Why? Why?
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm playing. I'm that's great no I, I love that you went that way no i i, I go knuckle bones because i don't know he's supernatural he's a demon guy in sweatshop, just a guy as far as like, we know but he does i didn't take it i did not take into account his arm his, his harem of ghoul vampire yeah things yeah. i did not take that into account so he's got numbers on knuckles
3: but <laughs> so <laughs> um i i have to tell you all about about uh one of the scenes in knuckle bones, so. yes this is what i want to talk so, about let's
0: talk knuckle bones here
3: well, the cool thing is, um, the director, he saw me in the final. And so he said, you know, that girl, and he he was talking about me, and he said, she can have any part that she wants in Knucklebones. He's like, you can play whatever part you want. And I was like, well, bro, I, I only want the lead role. Right. You know, come on. I, uh, I'm Julian. Like, yeah, on. I'm Julian. Come uh, on, Hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one name, you know? Yeah, one and name. So, <laughs> so he was like, okay, okay, you could, you know, have the lead role. I was like, yeah. And then uh, I got paid the highest on set. It was so Sheen? nice, <laughs> highest out of all the crew, everybody. I was like, yes. <laughs>
1: um,
3: so I really, I really, you know, put put my best effort. You know, I was maybe maybe better acting in that role uh, than Spirit Camp. I don't know. I hope, but um, when I had to cut my arm or something, Your I think hand. that was the the first time it, like i would scream like in a movie kind of you know i was like oh my god this just reminds me of that guy in saw when he has to saw off yeah. yeah 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 and and everybody was like everybody on set was like "Ooh, i can't wait for that scene i can't wait to see you do that scene and stuff i was like no you people <laughs> uh y'all it's a closed set
0: did you demand a closed set for your screaming scene
3: (laughs) I'm shy I'm shy I told you guys like I was like I never screamed like on camera before and stuff and and I really wanted to do a good job I didn't want you know distractions and and to worry about people watching me and so I was just like no I told Mitch I was like Mitch I I want a closed set I don't you know I don't want a bunch of people on there and like I'm nervous and stuff and he was understandable and so so everybody was like excited <laughs> about it for like two weeks and I was like nope bye yeah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch it later you know
2: do you but, feel like you could do crazy. that now 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 that you've, you've you've gotten to acting kind of you know you, you've you done a lot of acting do you think now you know people are hyped about a particular scene would you still want it to be more intimate more private as a close set or would you be more Willing to be like, fine, that's cool. I don't care who watches because I'm juling. I'm gonna. I'm juling, bitch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I would saying? probably still do a close set because <laughs> I'm still like. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm still kind of shy and like I just I just wouldn't want you know if somebody's cell phone goes off to be so, you know.
2: So you feel you get your best work out of just more more of a private more of an intimate setting.
3: Focus. Got to focus. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just so like a focus and and you know you know only have to do one take you know so right right i, I was acting with this uh oscar winning actor guy uh, for this film called Houston uh it went to the south south by southwest and nice. um so this is like one of... i was like oh my god i have to act with this like super amazing actor and i have like one line i was like or two or something you know i was like i don't want to mess it up and 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 I just took a breath and, and I did it. And he's like, oh, you did great. And I was like, OK, good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like, I got it in the first take. I was like, good, you know, I don't want to mess up. But uh, I, I'm I'm, you know, I don't know. Acting, I still it's still like a little nerve wracking and, and you sure. want to do a good job. And uh, I haven't actually done it for a while. So
0: um, now Sweatshop and Nucca Bunch both basically primarily take place in a giant abandoned Warehouse factory or whatever. Um, and being that you know, say Houston is that's just a but they weren't the same places, were they? It wasn't the same shot, shot in the same warehouse factory, were they?
3: No, no. Hugh, uh, okay. Sweatshop was some weird, really terrible uh, warehouse. It was like not nice. It was like gross. I-, I didn't like it at all. And there was like a couple different ones. And uh, Knuckle Bones was actually better produced it was in a haunted house you know oh, those okay. haunted houses yeah. that people pay and then they yeah. go see all the things so i was like that it was so fun because i wouldn't ne- we had- never would
0: have guessed that we i thought it was yeah. a legit just they found an factory. old factory warehouse somewhere and just rented it out that's crazy not know it
3: that. was a it was a professional well they give kudos to those the
0: people who own that because they made it look really it did not look like that at all so yeah yeah
3: (laughs) we had like a hair and makeup room we had a place for lunch like it was a huge place so when we had downtime we would go run around the place and take pictures and like it it was fun so so we had a good time
0: what was like so what was your like you said spear camp was such a good experience filming with the girls and all that and you related with you bonded with the cast really well was it, did you have a similar experience with knuckle Bones? Was it like obviously it's not going to be no no stuffs going to be the exact same, but how was Bones in comparison? Like just bonding with because again it's a very girl heavy cast and and you're all together a lot, so it was that?
3: different. It was different on that one. Um, the two girls, um, Katie and I forgot the other girl's name. Uh, uh they had they had their special bond, and I feel like I had a better bond with the crew people. Um, and the director and they I felt like a little like jealous tension which was weird to me because I was like the lead character and I was like I was just I was like I'm too old I don't have time for this you know Mm -hmm. and I was I was very nice to them and everything and then uh Katie she actually uh gave me a, a Starbucks uh drink and then i got a uh, strep throat from her and it was like really oh. really bad uh, uh, so she trying to take but, you
0: out was this some, was this like some <laughs> i want to take out maybe i'll delete is this, this some kind of competitive uh no. jealousy going on <laughs> no <laughs> i'm, just, I'm I sure don't, it,
3: it, it was totally not but i actually helped katie get the role in the oh. film
1: yeah, Oh, yeah i this had, co- before, I had
3: coached her and then they asked at- asked me like what do you think about her I was like I think she's great and stuff and I really tried to coach both of them uh on set with some lines and stuff so um I don't know what it was but the director said he felt that way too like uh Hmm. that they were just kind of they they were they were their own thing and then I was I was with the crew so I was like
0: Hmm. that's okay
3: not the same but
0: it's funny you said that you met you. You said you were kind of coaching Katie because I'm pretty sure we said on the podcast we we kind of like, again this was a, one of the casts we really enjoyed as as a whole and it, and it, both Katie and you again did really good work in, in that movie. Um, so I guess obviously something that comes back to your coaching ability then as a so is this like a new career maybe you're thinking about maybe going to like acting coaching if you you seem to be doing this for, uh, pretty successfully so far. <laughs>
3: Well, I like to help uh, women kind of achieve their dreams. If they want to work in entertainment, I like to help them get there and just kind of know the industry and how to be successful in it. That's that's what I do with my company is, is mentorship, and so I'll teach uh, screenwriting, producing, directing. We offer free, free classes in our Facebook group. Yes. Um, so it's just very community-driven, um, a female-led, female-driven. Um, we just like to encourage more female perspectives in the entertainment industry. But I only, I don't only want like, uh, you know, female indie films. I want female huge success stories and big films because there is, like you said, the producer, like dynamic thing with the ego tripping, like, I just don't like that. And I feel you can have a very awesome creative environment, um, And we, obviously we work with men too. So just everybody being nice and um, creative and just, you know, printing out some exciting stuff. Yeah. So I do have an announcement. I am making my first feature film with Fox Force. It's called Vicky's Vacation and it is a psychological thriller it is a little bit like American Psycho, but it's awesome. just a teenage girl. So. Nice, but,
0: nice. That's great. Um, and that, that's perfect segue because like that. My next, next question is, we're gonna let's talk about your fo- about Fox Force. Um, because like for those of people who don't know, Julian is kind of the the mastermind and founder of Fox Force, um, which is an entertainment production company, and we'll get more into that as as we go. But so what? I'm guessing what you just said is your desire to see women succeed more and and give more opportunities. Is that kind of was that what made you want to, uh, I guess, launch Fox Force and decide to take on such a large and daunting project of starting a brand new uh, production company from the ground up?
3: Well, this is the thing. I feel like it was from all of my scary films that I was in. Right. So I saw how these crew low budget films were made. Right. And I and I just thought I can do better than that. Mm. You know, I can I can do it better. Um, so that's where I got the idea. That's when I started writing scripts, <laughs> learning how to write scripts. That's the first step, right, is you have to learn how to write a script. Um, really well and then you can produce it because I saw you know Kyle Day who's never done a movie before and he got to produce and make cherry ball I saw you know the sweatshop people make sweatshop and I was like I can do that you know I can do that and I I can do it better because I'm competitive you know (laughs) Um, yes so I actually started the idea of Fox Force when I moved to LA with my script, my first script in my hand. And I said, I don't only want to just sell a movie. I want to make it. I want to distribute it. I want to have the rights to it. I want to be successful. I don't want to be another struggling writer or something like I actually want to put my stuff out and get it made and like show people. Um, and then that's the producing bug came in uh but fox force was called fig jam do you guys know what fig jam is it's an acronym in australia
0: oh in australia uh the, no. I, I gotta
2: say i don't know fig jam
0: no i don't think i do probably thinks i've heard it but not thinking no i'm thinking probably the old Toe jam and earl video game on a sega Genesis. <laughs> of
2: Vegemite, maybe i don't know i don't know but no I, <laughs>
0: this is gonna be new to well, me
3: Big Jam means, fuck, I'm good, just ask me.
0: Oh, okay.
3: That's the attitude of Fox Force.
0: Nice.
2: Um, I I, I am curious about the name Fox Force. Um, Is that inspired from Pulp Fiction? Because the character Uma Thurman plays, Mia Wallace, was in a pilot called Fox Force 5. And if if it's inspired from that, that'd be great. (laughs)
3: Yeah, so when I watched Pulp Fiction, I was like 15 years old. I was at my sister's house and she had that movie, Pulp Fiction. I put it in and I was like, holy shit, this movie is cool. Mm -hmm. You know, I had never seen a movie like that before. And uh, I I loved it. And I didn't know the writer director. I I didn't care about any of that. But I really loved the vibe. And I just wanted to make cool stuff like that. And like I said, Fox Force was Fig Jam before. The thing is, I like in, I like MTV, the old school MTV before yeah. all the reality shows. So I was like, why not like an TV? You know, what is that? A man TV? <laughs> you know, like what about <laughs> a female TV? Like, come on, you know. And I was like, I really want an F, you know, word. And I was like, well, what, what, what could be cool like an F, you know? I was like fig jam and then I was like I just don't like it you know and then literally it was like 3 or 4 a.m. I'm in Hermosa Beach you know uh chilling I'll just say that you know with the ocean waves and I was like Fox Force that's the name (laughs) and like literally like 4 a.m. I like searched and I was like oh my god it's not taken I was like that's my name like I'm gonna go buy the website or something right now you know and like literally had the website and everything for for five or six years before I started um, like turning it into a a business.
2: That's a
0: good, that's a good grab. Yeah. Yeah, That's long-term thinking there. So the kind of so you, four or five years before you even got, you went on and got Foxforce, the domain or the name, you got that reserved. So then what else did it take for you to get Foxforce from in here, from your, from, from your thoughts, from your mind to actually get it up and started and like what was that process like that had to have been like i mean it's a production company i can't imagine what all goes into getting that up and running off the ground to make it a reality so what is yeah, talk well, about
3: that. It, it it was a big idea it was basically like hey i want to make stuff and i want to get it released like i want to have like a, a channel like hbo like i love hbo so i want to have like my own channel my own distribution i was like how can i do this and like everybody's online now so i was like I need a website, you know? So I hired this girl. I was like, Hey, can you make me a website? And she's like, yes. But I asked her like, this is the most complicated website ever. And she's like, I'll charge you $400. I was like, great. I, I could pay four hundred, you know, only or something. And she's like, actually, I cannot do the website. It is way too much. And, and I was like, okay, no problem. And uh, so then I went and I bought a camera. I was like, you know, I have to start, you know, filming my own stuff. Right. I have to film it myself, you know? And, I had gotten a job uh, entertainment scoop. So I was producing and directing like eight shows a week uh, on a, on a online like web series type show. So, so, I mean, I did all the, all the mistakes. Like I took a whole crew and cast on top of a helicopter pad on top of the skyscraper. Wow. I was like, you know, you know how dangerous that is? <laughs> like dangerous. Like yeah. we we didn't film there. Thank God. But I was like, Oh my God. But I had the great, great ideas. You know, like I'll show you guys like all the intros that I did. They're all like awesome. And then I, uh, Denise, um, I made a rock and roll web series because, you know, I like music. So I was like, you know what? I'm uh, going to make it about these crazy musicians and just put the whole web series together. You know, I had $500. So we did that in LA and like, people loved it. I had press email me, when's the web series coming out? I was like, if you you had money to produce this, that'd be great because I didn't (laughs) realize that this is actually going to cost a lot of money because, you that's how it is. and uh, so I was just learning about all that stuff, but I had just the enthusiasm to do it. Then I got a uh, entertainment scoop of you know, company went whatever because the owner just whatever. Uh so I got another job producing for kids' shows. So I was like, All right, let's do it, you know. So I I did like uh princess rap battles and I have a uh, 150 million views on my my songs and my my mm. my creations like I put beauty and the beast in outer space you know <laughs> nice. and I made a ridiculous like song rap battle stuff i was just trying everything i was like this is the internet don't you want to do the don't you want to log on and see some crazy stuff right. and um so that's what i did and then i got more into serious uh, TV writing. So I, I taught myself how to write TV scripts, which is a, a different process than film scripts. And uh, then I I met Chris, who's my partner, and um, he's a cinematographer. So he helped me understand professional sets, professional lenses, equipment, you know, and, and I'm competitive. So I was like, it's, yeah, I want to, I want to be the best, like, I want to make the best most exciting like I want my films on the big billboards in all the theaters like I want to do the best so I mean we're gonna do our film it is a lower budget but I think it'll be really cool just from what I've learned you know acting on all these lower budget films and then how I like to run production and what I've learned doing web production and people really love uh, my style so I did uh, the website, uh, the web series called Heart to Beat, and you'll see Denise if you see it. Um, but we did like a one-day shoot in Houston, and that was my first time, kind of really directing. And my cousin John Hale, he's a cinematographer, so he helped me out, and uh, we made it really cool. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know, I'm just passionate about entertainment.
0: Nice, yeah, that's great. Um, so. One thing I've uh, when I've done some research on on, on Fox Force, and you know, I, I went to your website and I've read a lot of articles and print um, release that that been done on on Fox Force. Um, it seems like you guys do a lot of things with Fox Force, uh, and besides just production, like and you you've even mentioned this earlier in the uh, today. Uh, you talk. You also offer classes like script slash screenwriting, filmmaking basics. And all this stuff. So, like, whose idea was it to actually, besides just produce stuff, but also offer classes to help educate, um, you know, other people to get involved in this? And then who teaches those classes? Who do you have involved working with you on those projects?
3: Uh, well, it's all community-based. So, it, we're we're just community. I started um, just teaching classes because, you know, again, I just want to help uh, females succeed in the industry because it was so hard for me when I started. I wish somebody would have maybe mentored me. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like said, you know, <laughs> maybe this script isn't like that great or something. Right. Or don't waste your time with this kind of thing. But I didn't get that. And it is whatever. And uh, somebody like stole all my pictures from my personal pictures from Facebook and blasted them everywhere. Maybe don't put your personal pictures online, <laughs> you know, kind of yeah. thing. Like, uh, so I was like, you know what, I, I wish... You know growing up in Texas like I wish there was somebody that would have told me hey you can write scripts and stuff and this is kind of how you do it I didn't know like I could write a script until I was like 25 or so uh and I know that sounds ridiculous but if you don't see other women writing scripts and stuff or how it's done you kind of just like don't know so I, I just want to show females hey you can do it you can do what you want to do um plus i feel like there's not enough action or comedy with females uh or scary films made by females too mm-hmm. so um it was my idea for the classes and then with the community its volunteer teachers i tried to make sure the volunteer teachers have good credits like my friend becky She was in GLOW. She's a a huge TV actress, so she helped give the acting class. My partner Chris, he's a great cinematographer. He'll give a class on cinematography. I'll help teach uh, screenwriting because that's kind of the subject I know the best. But we try to answer everybody's questions um, about the class, and we just want to offer Free classes and everything um, yeah. for anybody that wants to learn and like. Hey, we all learn together, That's you know, great. from each um, other. That,
0: so let,
2: I let's, really let's, like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what's you say? Is, is it open to everybody though? So like, you know, you're, obviously it's geared, you know, and definitely a, a, a platform for for women to to get their opportunities and to learn and grow. But but it's also open to you know, I guess to anybody, right? To men, women, anybody who wants to learn or maybe. You know, grow in this in this field or sort of these these different aspects of the field as a whole.
3: It's it's definitely open to anybody, but we gear it towards females, so they feel because I know uh, females have maybe a tendency to be more shy, or you know, maybe they're not so interested if it's it's, it's all dudes like on YouTube right. teaching filmmaking. It seems like it, you know, it's like twenty filmmakers are all dudes but like if you listen to a woman this is how a woman or a female does it maybe that will help you a little bit yeah. also t- talking to clients and stuff it's different you know they it, it you know you have to maybe my experience answer a lot more questions it's like for for like 5 years it felt like i had to keep proving myself and it's like I'm done proving myself. Like, I'm right. sorry, if, a, if 150 million views on YouTube is not good for you, I don't know what is, you know, but I made that with like, with, with passion only. Like, I wrote right. the songs, I recorded the songs, I mixed the songs, you know, I can make my own beats. I, mm-hmm. you know, it was my ideas, I did the costumes, I edited, I directed, you know, I helped cast, like, if that doesn't prove enough for you, like, I don't know what to do. And I literally applied to like 300 production companies asking for a job. And, you know, I was like, I'm done asking. I'll just yeah. create my own stuff now. That's, that's great. a great that, attitude that, to have.
1: Towards absolutely yeah.
0: great. And a wonderful message to send to like the younger generation, like who are, you know, like I said, who, who've tried everything. And it's like, you know what, just do it yourself. Here's an, and you're a great example of that. And honestly, kind of an inspiration to, to, to especially younger women who want to get in the industry and do that so I mean bravo i mean that's just that's amazing thank
3: you thank uh,
0: you know, that.
2: that's that, I think that's also important kind of what you touched on talking about having um you know just just seeing females in those roles in a screenwriter role in a producer role um you know I, I have a baby girl who just you know so and I want her to see you know, you know, ladies can do anything. Of course, if you have females who do X, Y, Z that are typical male roles. Yeah. And have so-
0: actual female role models that aren't just like, you know, the pinup, you know, calendar, you know, models or, you know, this is all I can expect, you know, actual, no, I can legitimately do this and create it myself. And yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful, um, I guess what's, what would say platform that you are, um, launching this from and, and doing this. And it's really very, uh, inspiring. Uh, it inspires me. And I, so I think it's great. But uh, here's oh, a, tid- thank you. a tidbit speaking of women writing, directing the horror and doing it themselves. I don't know if you know this, but uh one of the all time classic 80s horror movies as a uh, cult classic today's uh, the original slumber party massacre was actually written and directed by a woman. And one thing we know is that it's very it's I don't know if a lot of people pick up it, but it's very unique in that movie is that in that movie, she takes very what are the very stereotypical men roles and flips them into females like like the the, in the movie there's a female handyman and so the handyman is a handy woman the the woman that is a coach who's talking about you know it's the woman who's talking about did you see the game last night oh i got my my team she's coaching the softball team and so all the ones that are typically men dominated it she flips them into turns them into all a very to a female Rolls and said so she's yeah. up, up on its head, and, and so uh, the, that, that was back in the '80s. So, and a great, obviously, you know, very ahead of its time, but a very early pioneer in in doing that is, and so yeah. I don't know how many people know that, but I think it's a great thing to look to for you know maybe inspiration or if it's like where this you know roots and like where this all starts or goes back that far. Yeah, and
2: they had the. They also had the boyfriends in that movie, like on the sidelines when they're play- when the girls are playing basketball. They're like, "Go, go!" Yes, go. They're, they're being more of the cheerleader. type. Yes, and like is, you said, they flipped. They flipped those roles. So the boyfriends in the movie played the more you know stereotypical female roles of a horror movie. They're the yes. ones cheering on the jocks, saying "Go, go, Jenny!" Go yeah, Sally, and the girls go. are the jocks
0: in that movie. Yeah, yeah. so it's very it's very the gender roles in that and it's so again maybe want? if you didn't know that or have seen definitely should check it out for that reason to uh to to appreciate for that for that fact um
3: I, I definitely will check it
0: out uh so with the let's talk about modern times now with fox force it's got with everything going on the pandemic is gonna be very difficult um so the pandemic is giving the world basically two raised middle fingers saying fuck you world i'm doing my thing and it's it's made all, like all film production pretty much grind to a halt you know especially the larger production with very large casts and crews and even down to the small production companies like like fox force but you i know especially since i've seen um press writers one but you have finding innovative ways to work around this pandemic to continue to create and produce and to get your creative thoughts out there so can you elaborate and while maintaining the safety first of everybody. So can you talk about how you managed to continue to produce and go about your creation during these crazy pandemic induced times?
3: Yeah. So it is a little bit of a story. Um so when I decided to launch Fox Force full time, uh was in December. And then January, late January, I went to the emergency room. Yeah. So and it was literally five days before like our kind of launch party, right? Fox Force launch party official. And they said, uh, um, you have, uh, 99% you have cancer.
1: Oh, Jesus. Like, oh, Jesus. Oh. God, damn.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I was like, crap, you know, uh, I, I'm about to launch my company. Like I, I don't have time for this. You know, like, my gosh, I've been waiting my whole life, it seems like, to launch Fox Force, and now now you're telling me I can't because I have cancer. So I was like, crap, you know? I was like, I even went to Sundance that year, like, because mm-hmm. I was like, we had like our business cards and everything. So, um, so I had to do, uh, it was like a year of like surgeries. I had to do two open abdominal surgeries which is like a scary movie in itself.
1: Sure. Like
3: one of my surgeries, I went and this like Russian dude, he couldn't, it was a ep- epidural. I don't know if, yeah. it, if that's right. But yeah, stick it in your spine and stuff and he missed it and stuff. And he had like this Russian accent. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And uh, anyway, so after I got out of surgery, literally i was telling the whole staff like i was high as hell <laughs> and I'm, I, I have a company fox force and we're gonna make <laughs> movies and stuff and they're like yeah yeah sure you know i'm like check out this music video like isn't it cool you know and uh <laughs> so so i i was in austin texas um with my family and and they called or I got the email and and they said you know you're the one percent you don't have cancer that's great oh yes I'm the one percent so I can always say that just now (laughs) and so so I had to recover I I really had to take time to recover you know your stomach operating twice like and then you know I'm an athlete so I've been trying to get back in shape and stuff since then but um Literally, when I'm ready to go, the pandemic starts. Like I'm, I'm yeah. healthy again. I'm ready. I'm, I'm full of energy, and then they're like, "Oh no, 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 pandemic!" <laughs> and I was like, "You know what? I don't care. I don't care if there's a pandemic. I am going to do Fox Force. I'm going to do it full force. And you know what? We have time now. So let's let's do a film. Let's mm-hmm. do a film. So we, you know, I was like." since I have so many scary movie fans and everybody who I haven't reached out to, I want to reach out to them and I want to make them the best freaking movie that I can make. So that's when I started coming up with an idea and, and I called it Vicki's Vacation. We're going to do, we're going to start it with a crowdfunding campaign. I'm going to teach, you know, some of our perks are going to be how to make a scary film, how to write a scary film, how to do a low budget film. Uh, we have... Special merchandise that's only available for our crowdfunding campaign. We have a designer, Layla. She's designing like the poster and the T-shirt and everything. So we're gonna have really cool perks on that, and it's gonna be nice. a crowd crowdfunding thing.
0: Well, you get that information. I will definitely uh, love to contribute to that because I would love to help you guys out. And, and yeah, we'll post it. That. We'll you know let our, let our listeners
2: know. Yeah. So you keep us oh, up, and we be- will
0: do that for sure. And I'd love to. Get the get you know, help, you know, maybe I'll donate some stuff to you know donate to the, the crowdfunding as well. So just let us know when that, that happens was, and that we'll would make be that happen. Also.
3: Yeah. So so we um so it's me and my partner Chris and we started Fox Force again full time. And so we just started reaching out and this company, um, it's called Alova Talks, they reached back out to me and they just said, Hey, can you do our commercial now? you know. So I was like, Oh, okay, you know yes, I can do it. Let's do it. So I have to film cows and stuff in Texas. Um, (laughs) Because we came to Texas
1: because
3: I'm high high risk. I said I was already quarantining last year. I do not want to quarantine again. So we came to a very small town in Texas just to like help get away and and not Mm -hmm. get any infection. I I do not want to spend any more time in the hospital. Uh, I want to safe and just be smart and so on our set the way we do it is um, Chris the cinematographer he will set up the lights maybe we'll have one grip guy and then we have just myself and then the actress uh, or actor and we have them do their own makeup we did a book trailer and we only had 10 people on set at a time we had everybody spaced out wearing masks Hand sanitizing. Mm -hmm. We had face shields if you want. Um, We took the courses to be, you know, certified for the pandemic. But because we're able to do so much and be creative with the like a skeleton crew, and because we started out small with Fox Force, like when we did the War Twins music video, it was just me and Chris.
0: I was gonna be my next. I wanted. I wanted to talk about that next. So, but continue on with your. I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: So. So the, the the way that we did it, because uh, I'm a producer and, and since I did so many like web series, like production, I know how to do it, like low budget, be nimble. And so I found a castle, crazy, in Pasadena area, California. It had all the props in this castle. I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> it already has set design. It's the castle. And the thing you have to... I mean, we did a shoot a day before. We actually, all the black, like, studio-looking stuff, that was actually in our living room. So we made it look like a, you know, just a black area studio, just close-ups of the face. And we intercut it with that. And we did, like, the Alfred Hitchcock, like, spinning head. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But I I really wanted, like, an Alfred Hitchcock type of music video vibe. And I said, hey, guys, like, And this is again me um telling people i was like please just trust me like trust me to direct and just follow i'll make it like super badass for this budget that you have um they did want like a bigger budget and they had a bigger idea but i said hey for the budget that you do have you have to like get creative with the idea so it's just really about being very creative with what you've got and with the costumes and stuff i from working at my totally tv job i learned you know you could buy costumes online pretty cheap like the sequence dress was like ten dollars and it looks awesome you know and um just always like accessories help with music videos and stuff so i studied a bunch of music videos just to try to like help you know make it really cool but um yeah, it was just me and Chris. That's two people crew, you know. Yeah, so I definitely carry lights and sandbags and cords and stuff on those. So your days of
0: "I'm jeweling bitch on spare camp" or, and I'm not doing any background work to now—it's it, changed now. Now you're doing the putting the getting your fingers dirty a bit more.
3: Yeah, yeah, but but for 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 the right reasons. Yeah,
0: yeah, of yeah. course. Um, two thing, two couple things now that uh, one the War Twins video that I've seen that uh. That one seems to be getting a lot of press i've noticed it's like it's getting a lot of rave reviews a lot of good reviews about this uh i i personally have not heard of them i don't know until, but i've only heard them through the press writings that you get but there's been a lot of write-ups about this so apparently you know which is great i mean it's, it's critically acclaimed it's very very highly regarded so congratulations on that that's that's awesome
3: thanks well uh, the thing is uh let me tell you they have been a band for 10 years They've played all over the U.S., like in all the uh, live music. They were literally like living in a band. I mean, living in a van. (laughs) And um, their producer produced like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So Sylvia Massey, she produced their record. And that is also... So they got a lot of press because they have been around so long and they're super talented. But the fact that... um, It was so nice of the James, he said, like, oh, Fox Force, Julin, she had such a great vision and everything, because I was studying, like, like, uh, Fellini, Alfred Hitchcock, you know, I just wanted (laughs) to make it like this creepy, like, music video, she's like, I'm your nurse, but I was like, let's put it like in the 60s, you know, World War One style, you know, I really go into depth and research like the creative how how I can get like the most creative stuff I like you know all the I I try to do as much pre-production planning creative stuff as I can and then when we get to set like we just get more creative and just have fun you know and just really have to like hyper focus and just like I don't know. Just try to make it the best you can, and and I just love it. So I think people can tell that I just love making media, and that's why they respond. I, mean, I to can it. tell.
0: I mean, your passion is your passion for this is really coming out. And and I mean, for people who aren't watching, the you aren't gonna watch a video of this, but so you might not even see it in your face. But I mean, just hearing it in your word, I mean, it the passion you have is obvious. It, it's oozing out of you. I mean, it's that's wonderful to see such you know to have somebody that passionate and working on this stuff. Um, Few more quick questions. Uh, you you mentioned Chris, your partner on this, um, and then before we start recording, is Chris by some? Is, he just, is this is the Chris you're married to, or is this a different Chris that you're just yes, curious? Chris,
3: Chris, Chris, I'm married to.
0: So yeah. okay, so all right, so well, there we go. So is that but, Chris.
3: Wait, but I do have to say, when I met Chris, uh, boyfriend Chris, I did not know he was a cinematographer for a whole year.
0: Wow, nice. a year? you a year? Wow. Okay.
3: Yeah. Well, this is the thing. This is how it is in LA. Um, These people that you date, you know, they have like a business card. This is, this is who they are. This is what they do. And, you know, you like it or not. And I said, I don't care what you do. (laughs) You know, can you make me laugh? Are you a nice person? This is all I care about, you know, because I had had some bad relationships, you know, so I was like, can you make me laugh? And are you a nice person? You know, do we like the same things kind of thing. And I was passionate about like screenwriting and producing, but I'm not trying to use my partner for, I don't know, That that is a separate mm-hmm. thing. Now, when he told me he was a cinematographer and I had, he had worked with like Wanda Sykes and all That's these nice. super famous people and done these huge things. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs>
1: what? I was like,
3: okay hold on i have another idea i
1: was
3: like can you help help me with fox force because this is the thing that i've been trying to do and he's like i told you not to buy that camera i bought
0: this camera i bought this camera i already had that i told you not to buy it but yeah
3: (laughs) yeah and it was like a canon whatever and he's like that's the worst camera it'll make everything look bad i literally never use the camera
0: um, no offense to Canon out there. We can if you want to sponsor the show. Love Canon, but it was the wrong canon. So you're talking about um clients and but working with budgets of what you got. Let's talk about that. So potential clients, like if they want to reach out to you and what's that process like when if some like let's say us, like say, hey, we call up Fox and say, hey, we wanted like you did uh you said you did a, a trailer for a book. You did a book for let's say so we want to do it, we come to you and say we want to make a trailer for our podcast. What let's take take us through the Fox Force process of saying when we first contact you with the idea to all the way through the process of making like talking about budgets and how the film, what what's this entail? How is it working with Fox Force well work?
3: Well, I'll say you made the right choice, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, so good start. You made the right choice. You see our quality of work. Um, we only do high quality. But um, I, I've been in everybody's shoes and I could work with any budget. So I would send you a customer intake form and you would tell me your visions, your ideas, your goal, who's your target audience, you know, what you want your video message to say. And I help you uh, make the best video possible. And the question that I have to ask is what's your budget?
0: Yes, you that's know, my next word. Like, do you have a limit? Like, is there like, hey, my budget's only so much, and like, oh well, that's too low for us. Like, do, is there a cutoff for? Because I know it's, it's uh- a thing. It's a real thing in the world. But so, how's that? I mean, it's a sensitive subject. So how do you? How's that play into things? How do you handle that?
1: Well, you
3: have to have a budget for for uh, if you come to me and you see I want you know Tom Cruise to jump out of a helicopter <laughs> holding my podcast <laughs> sign. I say, well, what's your budget? Well, let's talk about reality versus right. your budget, you know. But um, if you say like you know I only have like a couple hundred bucks, I like okay, you know what? I can coach you on how to light yourself you know, maybe how to speak into camera. I can give you like a really good day of coaching. But there are um I do have to pay my crew
0: Exactly. Scale. Exactly. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So um so yeah. yeah, any other potential podcast listeners out there or people who want to take, you know, listen up. Here's this is for you. Um
3: Hey, you know yeah. what? Stock, stock footage.
0: There we you go, stock footage. Stock
1: footage. So but no but it's still book. great that
0: you're even willing to even you can't necessarily film it for them or do it, but you're like, but that's grave to say, Hey, Hey, I will at least coach you through what you need to do for that budget. It's not just, sorry, that's, we can't work with you. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's something that I, you don't see. Like, I don't think you see a lot of it. people like, well, you have the money to work for us. Sorry. Good luck. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. But you're like, no, let me help you here. Here's what you could do. And that I think is what will separate you from so many other companies and, and whether it be advertising, marketing or production, it's just like you're, you know, take the time to help, the help people and that's great.
3: Yeah, help people or I, you know, cause I am an entrepreneur myself. So when we did our Fox course videos, we did a one day of production. We did have a lot of volunteers because we have a lot of friends. So we asked people, what are your resources? What are you able to bring to the table? Do you want to maybe spend, you know, extra $800 on a good lens, you know, make it look really good. You know, I did it myself. Like I dipped into my savings to make Fox Force videos. Like I spent like three grand, you know, on my videos and that's a lot of money for me, you know, because right. I wasn't bringing in any money at the time, but I believed in myself. So do you believe in yourself? Do you want high quality, that high quality look? we can give it for give it to you but we have to talk realistically about the budget you can be good and fast or you could be like good and cheap but you're not going to be fast you know what i mean so it's yeah. like you can if you want to be good and fast which we recommend it does take money because you need crew because to make things look good you have to have lighting lighting and to have lighting it's going to be like 6 things everywhere with sandbags, yeah. <laughs> you have to have safety, you have to take your time, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's, yeah, people think like, oh, you just, you just press record, right? So
0: <laughs> Push a little red button on the camera, right? It's all good.
3: <laughs> it's a, it's a $60,000 camera that we have, you know, wow. so it's not just a small camera. So we, we, we we, we compete with the best and that's yeah. why our stuff looks good. And that's, but, you know, I'll, I'll talk to anybody, you know,
0: and, and that's a great mindset. You know, you, you, you have, we, we compete with the best we're have the high quality, but we work with everybody. And that's, I think what, that's a great, I think, business model. That's what will help you connect with people and, and keep you going. Cause like I said, not, not people who want to work, you aren't going to be able to afford the top line, but if you're willing to work and at least guide them on what to do, that really says a lot about who you are, As a person and as a company and i think that's wonderful yeah um
1: thank you
3: yeah that's why i want to offer um some courses online that are affordable so people can i have a youtube um a youtube thing that i email to everyone for free and it's like how to do a good youtube channel how to make money with youtube um i wish i had more time to do my own youtube channel but i
0: can tell you how to do it well so. i might actually want to check that out because uh we need to do we need to re- up our youtube game ourselves so we might check it yeah, out our, and we'll talk our, about our, that our, when we when we're done recording we'll, we'll talk about that on the side
2: our uh, youtube channel is uh <laughs> is is fledgling and growing let's just <laughs> yeah. say that it's 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 pretty pretty small pretty nothing but we're, yeah. we're trying
0: it's mostly a time factor but whatever um yeah <laughs> let's start uh because we have a few more things we want to talk about and we are but before we move on what let's give you the opportunity to plug, like, tell everybody who might be interested in Fox Force where, where they can find you. Plug your socials, plug your websites, anything you want to get out there. Here's this is the time to go ahead and get all that out of the way. Get just knock it out.
3: Well, you can find us at foxforcemedia.com. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram. We have a Pinterest, we write blogs. You have we a have Pinterest, I'm sorry to interrupt,
0: but. Pinterest all right cool
3: yeah yeah I'm excited we uh, (laughs) we're all over the internet if you just google Fox Force we'll pop up Fox Force is one word
1: yes um
3: yeah so we are gonna have Vicky's Vacation it's a psychological thriller I'm writing and directing it um we have an actress she's amazing from South Africa she's gonna be the lead and it's kind of like an American psycho for a teenage girl uh kind of like the in crowd if you've ever seen that we do yeah. have some mm-hmm. special celebrity guests that are my friends that are going to help go. me out and be in the film is but denise going to be... be in
0: this is denise in this
3: well uh, maybe maybe, maybe we're... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That's> just... <laughs> I'm like
3: i could definitely. Keep an eye out. <laughs> role for her but uh we're going to be filming that half on an island and then half in texas so All it'll right. be a really cool production cool. um Also, we'll be on Seed and Spark, and that's where we're going to start our crowdfunding.
0: I was about to ask Um, about that. Where can people find the the crowdfunding for this?
3: Yeah, it'll be on Seed and Spark, and and I'm going to be teaching how to write a scary film, how to make a low-budget scary film, anything scary film-related uh let me know also what merchandise you know you guys want or what digital gifts you want like shout outs i don't know i'll sing birthdays to people i don't care <laughs> you know that we we want it to be a community driven project and we want the whole community involved and we want to make it the best most badass like we want to win all the festivals so uh really want it to be about everybody and so anybody's uh please join us on Fox force. You could sign up to be a member on foxforcemedia.com. That means you're in our newsletter. We have networking events. I don't know if you guys saw like our first networking event. We have uh, musicians. We have, uh, you could talk to us, ask us anything about filmmaking. We try to answer everything, but we're just super down to earth filmmakers, creatives, and we love talking to people.
0: Nice. Uh, when you say be, let's uh, verify. Like when you say be a member, cause, um, now, is this? It's a free. Is this a free membership? Here's for people to oh, know. Oh, free,
3: free you membership. Go. Yeah. There we go. Free membership, and and like you get our newsletter. We're gonna send out our YouTube. Uh, you know how to do YouTube. We give some free classes and everything. Awesome,
0: that's great. Yeah. Um, so, I think that's really. Let's wrap this up. But um, like I said, I told you uh for our emails before we go, we had a few surprises for you. Um, oh. For,
1: so, and I
0: know at one point you said you had some questions for us, and so we might get to if, we'll get to that. But let me. Uh, I'll, I'll have one one
3: question.
0: Okay, one question. Did
3: you guys put me on the Hall of Fame after we talked about the podcast.
0: Well, it's funny you mentioned that because that was my surprise that you kind of you kind of guess knew about <laughs> yes. it. Wrong. I guess you did your own research. But uh, yes, you you were inducted into our horrible horror Hall of Fame. Uh, but you were inducted as part of our 19, 2019 class. So this was done way before the, we talked about getting you on the, for, on the show for the interview. Um, so, yes, congratulations. You're in our Hall of Fame. Um, and, and I won. Yeah. <laughs> and as part of that surprise, you are actually getting our first actual, um, uh, hold it up, uh, our first actual plaque, our Horrible Horror Hall of Fame plaque with your name on it. it, it symbolizing your entry into our hall of fame for your <laughs> all your contributions to the horror industry whether good or bad uh you have entered the hall, horrible horror hall of fame and uh, with that we are also sending you a copy of our, our your very own horrible horror t-shirt <laughs> the late last of our ladies uh ladies ladies fitted tees you will be we will send those to you to
1: so display excited. on your,
0: in your office cuz you know being in our <laughs> hall of fame is such an accolade such an yes accolade. Honor to <laughs> proudly display to all your co workers and potential clients. I
3: will, I will gladly die horrible deaths anytime.
0: <laughs> so, you can, I, yeah, I you kind of ruined the surprise, so but awesome. yeah, you did your research. So, yes, but no, you were in the hall of fame way before we ever contacted you or wanted to, you know, try to get you on the show. But so.
3: that's, that's even cooler. That's that's so cool. Yeah. Well, I, I'm excited. Well, thank you guys so much. I had yes. a blast like, talking to you guys and and talking to you for the past couple months about this interview and thank you for supporting Fox Force and Vicky's Vacation. Oh yeah, percent uh, Yeah, let's let's make a video for your podcast.
1: <laughs> let's talk about that.
0: 100%. Um yeah, we will we're going to wrap up the interview but um I know Aaron's got to get going. I would love to have a few questions I'd like to talk to you if you have time for after we get done with the recording. Um, but for now All right, listeners, Moon Goons. I hope you enjoyed us. Hope you enjoyed the interview. We had a blast recording this. So again, thank you very, very much to Julian for taking the time out for doing this. This was an amazing experience and just a pleasure. Thank
2: you very much. Appreciate
0: it.
1: You welcome. Make sure you
0: check her out. Check out her on uh, follow her on all the social medias. Check out her movies if you haven't already. And uh, it's just been a blast. She's a wonderful person, and you know, follow her on and support support uh, Vicky's vacation. you know, go to the crowdfunding and, and get on the ground floor of that and, and, and help support some, actual, some art and creativity and be part of something new and special. So we're going to wrap this up. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, watch more horror movies and always keep it tight.